What's up, everybody? This is Ben from www.dropthedice.com. Uh, with me today is my uh, head tabletop editor, Alfie, to my left. What's going on, man? Cheers. How's everybody doing? You're, you need to be more talkative <laughs> than that today. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I have with me my trusty cohort and my chief audio engineer, Rico. What's going on, man? I'm glad that we're live so that the viewers can view the bun. The magnificent bun. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Alfie here has been growing his hair out all summer uh, for the ladies, and he's got a massive man bun that we're all really excited about. <laughs> all right, so short intro today because we have a very special guest with us. We have cool. the Undead Viking, uh, <laughs> of UG Games. Honestly, man, before we get started, Enrico's going to kind of run this interview, but thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with us. You're obviously such a well-known, oh. uh, you know, Massage and boy, okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone likes to have their their butt besmirched, but just no, never, no. I, I am. Thank you very much. That's very gracious of you to say. But that's that, that's enough of that. So. All right. So the one thing I, I do want to say is is I do appreciate that that from someone who's so seasoned and so well uh, respected in the community for you to kind of take the time to speak with us, being you know relative newcomers. We've been doing this for a little bit over a year. You love it. It's definitely you know we do it in our spare time. We all have lives. I, I love that you you have this I don't know ceremonial passing of the torch, if you will. Uh, you, hopefully, some of your greatness will rub off on us tonight. <laughs> uh, I've I've actually gone back and I watched what you guys do, and I'd say that you got no problem. You don't need anybody to uh, to rub off any greatness. You you guys are doing awesome all by yourself, so don't worry about that at all. I am gonna capture that and I'm gonna send it to my wife. Be <laughs> <laughs> validated. <laughs> no, just no, no. It's 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 awesome. One of the cool things about you know, I've been doing reviews and and being part of the the board game community or whatever for about a decade now, or a little less than a decade now. And one of the cool things is is that uh, like with the board game world kind of exploding in the last like three four years or so, it's really awesome that like before we had like. Um, you know this this handful of people that were out there uh, doing podcasts, doing reviews, doing you know uh, just just having like board game like Twitch accounts and things like that. I mean, just all that stuff out there that was like you know Twitch accounts didn't even exist back then. But I mean, like the whole like all that stuff just it was there was just like a handful. I mean, you could like you could count them on like two hands how many people were like like that actually were out there doing this. And then to see the pro the proliferation of the people like it's it's part of that situation where people have come into the hobby. And um, you know, thankfully, they've seen that stuff happening, and they're just like, "Hey, I can do that. I have a voice. I have an opinion that you know it might be different, or just just uh, an energy or, or an excitement that's that's new and exciting." And and it's really cool to see, like, just now, just how many people are out there, um, and and frankly, tons of them doing way better job than I am, and and you know, and have done. And um, and I've said this, and I'll let you guys talk, and you can ask whatever questions you have for me. But um, I have said this repeatedly that if I am lucky that I started what I do when I did. So my rampant mediocrity 
<laughs> like shown as as because it was the it was like one of the very few options that people had, and so then I was able so um I was able to get a foothold and and get an audience win because now man I I couldn't I don't think I could make a noise in 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 the the the, the massive number of voices that are out there so um and that 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 is not that's more of a um a question like a pointing poking fingers at me for doing a better job but also just like how how talented um guys like you and you. Uh, that are out there that are just bringing forth these new voices and what have you. So there you go. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. I think it sounds like a perfect place to start. Rico? Yeah, it's, it's, it's also alluding to the new gig at Tasty Minstrel Games, so congrats to that. You've kind of transcended. <laughs> I'm a company man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that, that was that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, I If you had asked me... Um, uh, at 44 years old, uh, what I'd be doing with my life, I would probably never have guessed that I would be uh, working for a board game company right now. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, you know, there's a long story. I'll tell that if you like. But I mean, uh, um, you know, it's one of those things where it was it was uh, it was an offer that I just couldn't refuse. You know, I mean. Um, it definitely wasn't easy to make the decision. I, I left a job where I had lots of security. Um, I worked at uh, a company for 16 years, um, but it's definitely something where it's like, um, you know, it, it's 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 a passion that I have. I I, lo- I love gaming. I love aspects of board gaming, and I and I and you know, and I'm lucky that I have a, a group of people that um, I'm very good friends with. Um, but also that I kind of share their same vision as far as the board game world goes, and and uh, TMG was uh, kind enough to offer me a job, and here I am. Well, Lance, I, I actually would like to take it further back from there. I want to know what inspired you to begin your career doing board game content, and and I, I kind of went back through and I looked at all of your videos. <laughs> I've only been in the hobby for a couple of years, and you've been producing content longer than I've been playing board games. Um and so I kind of want to know what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it Undead Viking, or was it... Uh, uh, how, how, how do you say it, Vince? Yggdrasil? Yggdrasil, yep. Yggdrasil? Is that like the video that uh, that, that, that prompted you, my, my old Yggdrasil video, or, or what? That was That's the, the very first video that you put up. No, no, no. I, I put a, I, I'm almost positive I did videos before then. The problem is that you might be going back to my first YouTube videos. Prior to that, I was actually on Vimeo. Wow. So and I and I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of stuff on Vimeo because back in the day when I started doing videos, um, you on uh, if you wanted a YouTube account, your videos had to be five minutes. Uh, that's that's the longest they could be. That was like it was just unless you um, had a certain number of subscribers, unless you could show that you were an educator. That was like one of the things why Scott Nicholson had had a leg up on everybody on YouTube because he was a professor, and because he was a professor, he was an educator. And then YouTube, he could show that he was, you know, and he could say, "I need this for school." And so then he could have as long a video as he wanted. So that was, and but Vimeo had a deal where. You could, and now nobody uses Vimeo. I mean, Vimeo is just like this nothing. You know, it's just sitting out there, which is which is too bad because I mean, it's it's it, you know they did a really good job and they 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 actually had a lot of um a, a lot of uh, ideas uh, and 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 some really I mean they before like now when you put a video on YouTube, um you can choose your own thumbnail and you can pick it and everything like that. Vimeo uh, before YouTube they wouldn't let you do that. It would just it would just it was just a random. Slide. They they give you like three random slide uh slat, like 
uh, uh, like pictures of the video at different points, and you could just pick one. But Vimeo was the first person to say, well, why don't we just let somebody upload a, a JPEG and use that as as the 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 like well, the, the image uh, for the, for the what that you click on, and so it was like stuff like that. And also Vimeo, if you paid them. Uh, I think it was like a really nominal fee. It was like, I think it was $20 a year. They let you put up uh, as long of a video as you wanted. And so I did Vimeo because uh, there was no way. I learned very quickly there was no way that I could do a review in like five minutes less or ten minutes or less or whatever. That, 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 that was the constraint. And I think it was, I shouldn't have said five minutes. I think it was ten minutes or less was the video length. And... Um, and that was one of the things when I started doing videos. It was, uh, it was, it was. I, I had written a bunch of videos, and I'm kind of jumping all around the little backstory here, and I, I can I can make a better timeline for you here. But <laughs> uh, you know, um, uh, when I was when I was doing videos, um, when I when I tr when I moved over from writing, and and like I had this like cheap little uh, camera that had video capabilities. Um, I I. I Started making videos with those, and uh, and man, they're they're awful now when I look at them. But you know, not that the ones I do are any better right now. But regardless, it's just yeah. the, the whole thing was is that um, I would I would like I mean I remember I didn't have a tripod. I had to like put this camera on like a stack of books and make sure it was like angled just perfectly, and and I, like all these like crazy things. And then, but I remember I started um, when I started doing the videos. Um, it was like Tom Vassell was was doing them, obviously. Uh, Scott Nicholson was doing them. Uh, and there was one other gentleman, and I can't remember his name. And then there was me, and I was like, I was like the the, the fourth person. And then like, and then Drakenstrike followed shortly after. Then it was like Joel Eddy with Drive Through Review, and and Marco Arnado from Marco Wargamer. But I mean, there was only about, like I said, there was about ten of us that were like doing any content, and um, and so it was like. I was I was so envious of Scott Nicholson, I mean, and he's and he's a dear friend. I mean, I I can and he he kind of took me under his wing and he helped me a lot. He answered a lot of questions that I had, but I was so jealous of him for having that YouTube ability to have as long of a video as he wanted. <laughs> so um, yeah, so going back, if you actually want a timeline, um, and I don't mind telling the story because it's kind of neat. But I I, uh, I when I was uh, thirty five years old. Uh, a little before that, actually, about 34, 35, I uh, I was working at the company that I was working at, and um, I had uh, I had met a girl, uh, and uh, we had started dating, and uh, um, shortly after we'd been dating for a, a, a short amount of time, uh, she let me know that uh, she was with child, and uh, and I was like, okay, you know that that's interesting, and uh, and so we. Um, kind of transitioned into a life instead of being just dating, we dating with with child, and we had a we had a little girl, and I my daughter, I love her, and uh, um, but the thing was, it was like I had reached that point where all my friends, these guys that I gamed with and I played games with, and I'd been gaming with since like was like in high school, um, I was in a world where. We none of us had time to like play D and D every weekend for hours at a time. It was to take a lot of planning, everything like that. I just couldn't. I really missed hanging out with them, and so I researched into. I was like, I gotta play. I gotta find a board game to play. Cause I remember we used to play a few board games. We played uh, like Talisman. Um, there was a couple of games. I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna blank on the names right now. Kings and Things was one that we played every once in a while. Um, that old Zombies game with the like, if you know the like the 
from Twilight Creations, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so like, there was a few games like that that we played, and uh, we had fun with them, but we didn't work really serious. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to look into getting something else, you know. And then I remember I, I did some research, and this is back when, like, I pulled up Board Game Geek, and I was like, oh, my gosh, how can anybody use this website? This is horrible, you know. And I remember I'm looking at it, and I was trying to decide what I want to get. And then and then I, I, I saw this game, Arkham Horror, and I had played a lot of Call of Cthulhu uh, role-playing, and I was like, this looks pretty cool. And it's like, and then I read the thing where it's like, you play against the game, the game plays against you. I was like, this is crazy, you know. It's like you all work together and try to beat the game. And uh, I, I like was like, how do I find this game? You know, and then like, of course, you know, that was, you know, you couldn't really find a place to buy stuff online, so I went to eBay. And as I was looking for a place to buy it, I saw that one of the places I could buy it, there was a seller right here in my town. And so, like, I ended up sending the person an email. They said, yeah, we got one. Come on over. You can buy it. I went over there, paid him cash. I brought Arkham Horror home. I cracked it open. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And I got the rule book. I was like, I don't understand a single thing I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I couldn't understand anything. I was trying to parse the rules. I was like, this is this is so crazy. I don't understand this. And so then I remember I went, and I went back onto Board Game Geek, and I looked up Arkham Horror, and somebody, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget the guy's name, but there was a guy that's done uh, rules overviews and things like that, and he's put up all these files. And Universal Head is the, is the guy's name, and, and I don't know if he still does it, but he did it for a lot of games. And he put this, like, turn structure and how the game is played and, and just made the rules way, way simpler. And I remember I downloaded all that stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I had that on my iPad. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, so yeah, and so then I got my friends over, and we, we set the game up. And like we 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 were we were going against Yog Sothoth was the the great old one and we're playing the same and we had a blast. And remember we got to the end it was like we could we didn't close a single gate the monsters were all over we were just getting eaten alive. <laughs> um, Yog Sothoth comes out and we're all like okay get that weapon you grab that weapon we're gonna take this guy on and I read the thing and it said um, any investigator that does not have a gate uh, token, like meaning you've closed a gate, right. is immediately devoured. And I said, <laughs> well, we all lose. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> but, I mean, I remember we, we sat there, we played that game for like three and a half hours, and we had a blast. I mean, we were just, we, 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 we failed, the world ended, but, you know, we just had a great time. And so then that kind of really opened up the floodgates, if you will. I started, like, researching more games, I started looking into more stuff, and then... Strangely, like through the forums of Board Game Geek, I found out about this website called Posy.com. Now, this is way back in the day, P-O-Z-Y.com. And, and, I, and I, I always say there's a guy out there that went by the name Posy. That's like he posted and everything on, on the there. If you're out there, man, reach out to me and say hi. I, 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 he, I, apparently, he's just gone. But anyway, Posy.com was a deal-a-day board game place every day. They had a board game for sale. Then it was like, and it was super cheap. It was like fifty percent off. And so then he had a thing where he wanted people to come to their site and 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 stuff. So there was like a good fifty, sixty of us that were very common users on that website. And uh, and he asked us to write reviews. And I wrote a bunch of reviews. And then he would give me, he'd send me games, and I'd write reviews of those games. And it was kind of cool. You know, I was like, oh, free games, you know. And uh, and then I started cross-posting over to BGG, and then one video, I forget which one it was, but I actually did a quick little video of just, like, the components of the box. I was like, here's what you get in the box, and I showed it, and, it was, and I used it as part of the written review, and then somebody said, you know, you should just really do video reviews. Just some random poster said that, and I was like, huh, uh, maybe I will, and then 
than I tried, and and it didn't suck, you know. And and uh, and then I got a lot of good feedback, and I got a lot of feedback of your reviews are too long, you're too long, your reviews are too long. I got that over and over again, and now. Because back then it was everybody did like a ten minute review of the game. This is the game. This is the components. This is how you play. Bye. You know, it just and like I would show how to play the game. That was my thing. I wanted to make sure everybody knew how the game structure, how the turn structure went. And now you look at like the prolific. I mean, Tom doesn't really do it, and I don't say that as a, as a negative to Tom. I mean, Tom deserves all all the credit and all the all the success he's gotten. But I mean, look at Richard Ham. Very nice guy. Very awesome guy. You know he does his he does his run through and he does every single step of the way and then he shows how the game is played and so I like to think that when I did those long long reviews and I and I and and I as a as a point of pride um, Tom has said to me on numerous occasions that whenever he does a long review he refers to it as a Lance review he's like oh I'm doing a Lance review again and and, and I and and that means a lot to me I, I, like you know, it's 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 uh and Tom's a really really nice guy if it's you ever get a chance to transcendence you know you're part yes. of lexicon. There you go, and uh, but um, so yeah, so now you look, and everybody does half-hour reviews now, and that doesn't mean that, they, and that's good, that's good. I and and the great thing is, is that there's still people out there like uh, Bearded Meeple, the uh, very very nice Tyler, nice guy, lives up in Canada. He still does like five, six, seven-minute reviews. That's his, that's his thing, you know. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna do a really quick, concise representation of this game and any any and he does a good overview and he tells you why it's good or why it's bad and, and it's very quick and, and it's great that like because of this proliferation of all these different people out there um, that we have a, a voice if you're looking for a certain voice for a game you can find one you know I mean you, you can find somebody that, that that's gonna be like what you enjoy and what you like so there you go Do you I think have it's a really good point about there being enough voices out there that Whatever type of gamer you are, there's going to be someone creating content at this moment for you. Whether it's it's the uh, kind of ADD nature of, uh, of Rado or uh, the kind of in-depth, like, two-hour-long videos that you do or the kind of funny stuff that SUSD is putting out. Yeah, exactly. Good. Rico, what else we got? How, if, you a, <laughs> if, you, if you had a ballpark, how many how many reviews would you say you've done? How many reviews? Well, if I just went and I looked at my here, I'll just pull up the old. Uh, uh, great radio, right? As I'm as I'm clicking on my computer. Well, so so the the question, and I'll get to it while you look up that number, is that you've a lot of those reviews that you've done have been for games that uh, were currently on Kickstarter at the time. Mm-hmm, and, and so mm-hmm. I, I, my question for you is. What's the best game that you reviewed that didn't fund on Kickstarter? Oh, oh, that's. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm going to say that's a great now. question. That's that a, great a great question. question. I wrote most of these. I didn't write that one. That was really good. Thank you. I'm going to say that's a great question, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hedge here while I look through my reviews so <laughs> I can see fair, it. Because I can find that, one. That number's so big, it's it's going to be hard to remember. Uh, with with my written and my Vimeo and everything else, I'm going to guess it's right around 700. I mean, that's just that's that's an estimation. Um, so I and I apologize. I can't give a more uh, uh, like uh, exact uh, number there. Um, so uh, and I'm just kind of going through here and like no that that uh, that funded no that funded. Um, wow, I mean that that I mean that's that's a fantastic question and um, like I said I I. 
we'll table that question and then go on to the next one, and then we'll come back, okay? Yeah, absolutely. How's that? I'll, I'll How's bring that? it back into a little bit of modern, and, and can you tell me what the last game to surprise you was? Like, as far as, like, how good it was, or, like, just how, like... Um... No, because I, I think if we don't do the research that a lot of us typically do before we buy a game, you can be surprised, but what's a game that, mechanically, that you thought... When you when you learned the rules for it, whether you watched a video or someone explained it to you, like, oh, I, I kind of get this, and then when you played it, there's that level that's right beneath the surface of, of what the rules are. That, um, know, has that hidden layer of complexity that you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit because I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna talk about something that I'm I'm kind of passionate about because I'm I'm passion I'm, I'm passionate about like the the hatred uh, that this game gets and I and I and I don't understand why and actually and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna talk about something else where I'm going to say that um, something else I'm passionate about because uh, of, of like. The love uh, a certain game gets that I don't understand, but um, okay, so, I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat. That's our favorite short topics right there. Yeah, there no. Um, uh, Urban Sprawl was a game by Chad Jensen that it was this, his game after Dominant Species, and Dominant Species was like one of the best heavy euros you'll ever play, and it came Absolutely. from it, it came from GMT Games, which is a pro, you know prominently. A, a war game, you know, area. So for them to publish this 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 really really heavy euro, um, it's a game that I can only get to the table maybe twice a year, usually at a convention, uh, because of the fact that um, I'm unable. You know, it's just one of those things where you, uh, it's tough to like you know get people to commit to a six hour game. You know, because even if even if like you all know the rules and you all know how it works and everything like it still is a game that's going to it's going to take you a better part of a day. It's just it's one of those things. And so when they came out with uh the when Chad Jensen had Urban Sprawl come out, everybody had this idea, okay, city building, awesome. Uh you know, like voting, awesome. You know, area control, awesome. They were like all excited for it. And it was nothing like Dominant Species. It was very chaotic. It was uh, very uh, like you. It was one of those games where it's like it, it prompted a lot of um, like you know, like your turns had a little bit of AP. But the thing was, is you couldn't plan for your turns at all because of the fact that like the after you got done with your turn, especially in a four-player game, by the time it cycled back to you, the game had completely and totally the board had completely and totally changed by the time it got to you. And so you couldn't really plan. Even even the person before you, you really couldn't plan because they were just because they could alter the board and change up where every like what areas you controlled, which um, which like building was the most valuable, which would alter things. You know, they could they could smash somebody's building and, and renovate it and put their building on top of it. And so you kind of had just had to wait for your turn and then react to what everybody else had done. And people didn't like that. People people wanted dominant species all over again. You know, it's like, you know, it was kind of like, and this is this is kind of a weak comparison, but um, it's kind of like the people that are fans of Metallica that are mad that they aren't making Master of Puppets album over again. You know, it's like, it's like, why aren't you making the Master of Puppets over again? And, and, and Lars Ulrich will say, because we effing made it already. You know, we want to do something different. And it's like, so they're like, well, why didn't you make Dominant Species again? And he's like, well, I, because I, 
wasn't making dominant species again. I was making urban sprawl, and 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 people, I I I fought tooth and nail trying to explain to people why urban sprawl I thought was good, and I I named it my best game of the year. I had more fun with that game than any other game that year, and um and and some people agree with me, but there's a lot of people that just say, oh, you know, it's like, oh, it's just it's no good. It's too chaotic. It's got too much too much random, and you know, and and the, and the thing is that that's great. That that's that's. 100% great. Play what you want to play. If you get a game to the table and you just can't stand it, fold it up, put it back in the box, play something else. It's your time. You play it. I mean, for example, at BGGCon uh, this last year, which if you haven't gone to BGGCon, you should. It's amazing. But at BGGCon this year, everybody was raving about Dice City. Oh, Dice City, it's great. It's amazing. you got to play Dice City. It's so much fun. you got to play this. you got to play this. So... I finally, um, one of my one of my cohorts, uh, Barry, was there from from uh, the Alaboom, our, our Wednesday night show, and I said, "Let's go get a copy." And I and then I got uh, a married couple that I know very well. They were very heavy gamers, and I said, "Let's. Do you want to play this? I want to play this. Let's play this." And they were like, "Okay, how fine?" So we took it out, we set it up, I read the rules, I explained the rules to everybody. We were saying, "Okay, this seems pretty straightforward. Let's play this." Two turns in, everybody at the table said, "This is the worst game I've ever played." They said, I, "I this is this is dull. This is boring. I can't stand. This is awful." And and everybody was just like, "This." And and I said, "Okay, fine. Let's let's put it away. Let's go get something else, and we'll come back and we'll play it." Yeah. And the thing is, is that and then I was saying, of course, "Why am I not liking this? Everybody's talking about how great this game is. What what am I? What what what?" can't I figure out, you know, and that really bothers me when I'm playing a game and it's just like, and everybody else is like, this is a game's amazing. And I'm like, well, I want it to be amazing for me too. You know, I want a fun game, you know, <laughs> so I always feel like I'm, I'm missing out, you know, I'm, I, 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 it's, it's so weird for people to say, it's like, well, I want more negative reviews from people. It's like, well, you know, it's just like, I don't want to play games that I hate though. You know I mean? It's just like, I, I, I've never understood that. I've never, you know, and so, so if somebody wants to hit on Urban Sprawl, they can, but I but I do think that there was a lot of backlash uh, for that. People wanted another dominant species, and they didn't get it, which, you know, it, it is, that is, as that is what it is, and as my wife says, you never say it is what it is for something that's good. Nobody ever said, I won the lottery! It is what it is. You know, it's... <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, I mean, there. Now... And because I, I and if you guys ever want to shut me up and say, "Hey, stop talking," so I can answer the question. But you know, because I do go on a bit, if, if as I'm known to do. Um, <laughs> I have a proliferation of speaking here, but um, so another game, like I said, that I like on the on the flip side, like one of the very rare negative reviews I've ever done, like uh, when the Pathfinder card game came out. I was super jazzed for that. I was at Gen Con. I got the release. I paid cash money for it. I was super excited to play it. Um, Joel Eddy had, had had picked up a copy too. He said, "Me and Mark are going to play it tonight. You want to play?" I was like, "Yeah, let's play it." Okay, we went and we set it up. We played it, and I was like, "I want my money back. I want I want to take my game back to them, hand it to them, and say." Please take give me my money back. I I I, I was gonna see if they would, and I was like, no, no, I'm gonna get this home and I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna see what it. I detested that game. I have never played a more boring game in my life. You know, go wow. here, turn a card, roll the die, your turn. Go here. Turn, it's just there that's, was, that's not a game that they they asked you. Hey, Lance, can you review this? That's a game <laughs> that you know you've got some history with. 
Dungeons and Dragons. I'm, I'm assuming Pathfinder probably a little bit, which is mm-hmm. an interesting mm-hmm. issue. So you don't normally do negative reviews. How no, do you- I don't. And so I actually, and so like I even, I even named the review, and I, and, and admittedly, now looking back, I did say it to be a little inflammatory, but I, <laughs> I named the review. Am I, am I seriously the only person that hates this game? Because I had seen review after review after review after review of people just glowing comments about how amazing this game was and how great it was. I mean, and admittedly, I really, I really. Lo- unloaded, you know, both barrels into it. I, I criticized the art. I criticized the mechanics. I criticized, uh, you know, just uh, the the the. Yeah, I criticized. Well, yeah, the giant box. Obviously, hey, this box is for all the expansions. We're gonna shove down your throat here pretty soon. I uh, I criticized the uh, um like the, the the designers who said we're. We're trying to make a, a a Pathfinder adventure in a card game because that's what they sold it. I was like, oh, seriously, I can play an RPG of the card game? No, no, you played, move your guy here and turn the card over and roll a die. You made a game where there's no immersion whatsoever because I'm 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 having a a pit trap on a rope bridge. I, it's just like you know, it's like so I I had my issues with it. Now, all that being said, in my review, I even said if you like this game, great. I'm super happy you are. I'm mad that I spent $60 on a game or $70 on a game or whatever it was. I'm mad that I spent that much money on this game and I hate it. You know, and I, I mean, I mean, you know, and it's just, and people just, I mean, people blasted me for it. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I, you know, and I enjoyed the back and forth that I had with a few people. I had a few people back me up and say, we agree. The game isn't that good, but you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was, those are those things where things surprised me, and, and and games still surprise me. I mean, they do, but I have noticed that as I've played more and more of these games, um, it is, uh, it, it it's getting less and less. There's a the, the proliferation of of playing these things. You eventually like, you do kind of glaze them over a little bit, and you you kind of start. See, it isn't so much that you recognize like, oh, I'm I'm playing. You know, I'm playing Pillars of the Earth with a different skin. You don't really feel like that, but it's but it's also just like, how many of these different games am I going to play where put my guy here, collect this resource, put my guy here, turn that resource into this, now turn in this card and get five points. You know, and, 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 and this one happens to be about maritime shipping in the 1600s. You know, it's just like, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, those games are fine, but it's like, you you start you start getting the the carbon copies or whatever and 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 you know what I, I to be a to be a designer right now to be a to be a board game designer um you know it's like one of those things where I wow I mean that's that's rough I mean I I can't imagine trying to come up with new ideas and 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 cool you know, possibilities and what have you I mean I, I I can't imagine how difficult that would be so I mean my 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 tip my, I tip my hat to to uh, to board game designers and also I, I I would not I would not want to be one to save my life I think it would just be so yeah. in the case of Pathfinder that's a game where you inadvertently reviewed it and probably saved a lot of people money on buying that game uh, I had the chance of playing it without buying it, and I definitely would not pay money for that game. I, I, I totally am in your camp. So how do you get to that point? How, how do you pick you, the games that you're going to review? Because I think that your opinion is so respected that if, if you say, hey, this game is a carbon copy where you're just 
doing the same thing. You're, you're, it's Stone Age, but in the future. How, how do you decide whether or not to pick that game up? Because your negative review could save people a lot of money, people who are looking to you, hey, Lance, tell me what's a good game. And that's quite possible that 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 is good, and that's all well and good. But I also I'm gonna I'm gonna like take the the glasses <laughs> half full half full uh, idea is that um uh that maybe somebody will take that that review and they'll look at it and they'll say well, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about that game looks awesome I'm gonna go buy it you know and it's just because I try to I try to like you know at least show you how the game is played and if you think that game looks pretty cool. Uh, you know, then you know, good. You know, it's it's one of those things where I want to make sure that, um, you know, it it's uh it, it works for them and, and what have you. So I mean, you know, it's just uh, and if I save somebody some money, great. You know, good. Uh, uh, that does make me happy as well. No, I I respect that you're not in the hobby to to bash and to bring people down. You know? And I don't think anybody is. But I've said this. I've said this repeatedly. And and this is this goes out to you guys, and it goes out to anybody who might listen to this. There is a a void right now uh, in 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 the 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 board game media world. And that void is you, you'll find these people in other. Uh, Review realms, if you will, uh, you will find these people uh, in. Um, uh, you will you you will find these people in say um, in, in movies or or in video games and what have you. The art of the negative review, like the the review that you just bash and rip something apart, but do it comedically in a way that makes people um, like. Enjoy it, and uh, and and like, and they 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 get excited about it, and like you know, look at like uh, uh, Mr. Cranky movie reviews. I mean, people go there to read about this guy, like or or the um, the Yahtzee, uh, um, if you know what I'm referring to, the the guy Yahtzee that does uh, video game reviews, and he kind of rips them apart while he's talking about them as well. And it's like, so if somebody could be clever enough. To do like quick little eight nine minute videos about about board games and talk about how horrible they are, but also in a way that do it so like people would watch it and still be inspired to want to maybe try out the game as well. You know, and that that enough that people would actually be sending those uh, those those, those their, their games to this person just for the the glory of having them torn apart. I think <laughs> no, I mean I, it's funny, but I mean it, it, it's there's an art form to it, and if you can, if, I think if people can pull it off. Uh, It'll it'll work pretty well. So, anyway, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen those particular streams, but um, there's a podcast with uh, Jason. I'm gonna butcher his last name, Manzankis, I think. Um, the guy who plays Rafi on the League called "How Did This Even Get Made," where he dissects movies that are so bad you can't even fathom how they got made. It's it is an art form. It's one that I'm I'm astounded by. Yeah, I mean, and it's and I I can only imagine those would be fun to do. Thing that that our community is missing because reviewers like yourself, reviewers like Rado, you tend to do videos for games that um, you feel positively about. Yeah, and see the thing is, is that people say, well, why don't you do more negative reviews? Um, I it's one of those things where. Uh, 
okay, you do realize that making a, a video for me takes, yeah. like, you know, I mean, it takes, like, at the very least, it's going to take me around 15 to 20 hours. That's playing the game and doing everything else uh, to make the review and editing and every, all those things and putting all those things together. And so, I mean, I barely have enough time to do them for the games that I like. Yeah. And and but I need to try to do them for these games that I hate. You know, I just, I, I, you know, I mean, it's just, it's 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 an unfortunate situation where it's just like you know, um, and I've often told people, I said. I, I agree 100%. I understand you wanting to uh, um, have it like, you know, I understand you wanting uh, uh, to th- that negative uh, uh, viewpoint to be out there, uh, but it's, it's you know, it's such a difficult thing to, you know, accomplish, you know, and it's just, I don't know, it, 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 as far as time, if I was Tom and I had, like, time and that was my job, yeah, I, I would do it. I mean, it was just, but I mean, you know, I had a job working for a, 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 a Fortune 500 company, and now I work for a game company, but, you know, the stuff I do for the game company aren't making videos for uh, for other people, you know? <laughs> you know it's yeah. like, you know, I, I, I have things that I have to do for them. The best game um, they didn't fund on Kickstarter. No, okay, yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? I'm I, 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 I'm going to state one, and uh, that that I that I, I, I firmly believe, and um, and uh, thankfully uh, they had a uh, a re- they did have a recent uh, the, the the studio that that made the game um, had a uh, had a very successful uh, uh, Kickstarter afterwards. Uh, you might have heard of it. It was called House of Borgia. Was the was oh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was Talon Strike Studios, and prior to that one, they did a game called Hooch, that was a uh, like a a a gang criminal, you know, like like set in the Prohibition area uh, game, and um, that game was really really good, and it was a ton of fun as far as like uh, placing your different like syndicate workers and things out and doing things and kind of being able to backstab each other and, and be able to have these gangs war and all these other things. And that one was, man, that was a long time ago now that I'm trying to think it was back in 2014. But that was one that I remember like, just because of the fact that it was, it was, it was so well produced and so well made uh, the fact that it, it didn't fund, uh, you know, just kind of made me sad, you know, just because not only was the game fun, but it was uh, it was one of those things where it's like I felt that it was different enough and it was interesting enough and everything like that that like it was uh, I, I felt like it deserved to be you know to be in existence if you will yeah. so you know and, and that's one of the things and the other and the other one I was gonna say but then I realized now they actually did fun they did a relaunch was a, was a space forex game called Shadow Stork. Shadow Star Corsairs, which was a very, very, very good and very ambitious creation um, by Ryan Wolf, but thankfully uh, he, he relaunched back in 2015, and that actually did fund. And I think he's actually shipping to backers now. So, so there you go. There, are those that would that would be the quick answer to that. So if if I hope talents, I hope talent strikes, uh, they redo Hooch because I think they uh, it's it's a quality game. So. I'm all, but I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for that. Uh, I'm a sucker for for gangster games. I, I think they're cool. I think they're fun. So. Yeah, I would I would play the hell out of uh, Boardwalk Empire, the board game, and that's what that kind of sounds like. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm with you. Uh, so it it sounds like you kind of replaced your Fortune 500 company with Tasty Mitchell's game. But um, how do you 
how are you finding that balance right now? What's 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 a normal day look like? Well, I mean, for me, it's it's uh, right now. It's there's there's a lot of. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm fresh into like my first month, so there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of uh, uh, uh you know, like uh, switch for me. I mean, I, I for 16 years I went into the same building. I went to this giant office building. I went to my desk and I did my work, and it was like it was very. There was always work, you know. There was always something that was uh, right there in my face that had to be done. I had an inbox that basically was overfilling every day of things that people said were wrong uh, with our the websites for this company, and I had to go in and try to fix those things and take care of those things and and you know whatever. And I had meetings I had to go to, and I had reports I had to fill, and all these things. So I, I mean, I had a very structured uh, uh, job, but. So now, however, though, I, you know, it's like I wake up in the morning, I take my kids to school, I come home, uh, I let my dogs out, and and then I'm just kind of like, all right, and then um, it's it's much more creative, you know, and it's it's much more, um, you know, what do we need to do? I mean, like, you know, I reached out to you guys while being on the podcast. I mean, this is part of the whole thing. You know, I'm trying to promote, like, TMG and trying to promote awareness of, of their games and, and, uh, and you know, let, let people know. I mean, I'm, I'm handling their social media. I'm trying to let people know where, you know, hey, if you want this game or where is this game going to be? When are we going to release this? Like, everybody's super excited right now because uh, Guilds of London is, and I'm sorry, shameless plug, but Guilds of London is, is the new game from... <laughs> Uh, from Tony Bodiel of, of Snowdonia fame, um, oh that, that yeah, Snowdonia. So, so Guilds of London is is a fantastic, and I and I, I would say this about the game, uh, even if um, I was just a reviewer guy, but um, Guilds of London is a fantastic uh, game of. Uh, area control and majority and like different I mean I just put up a review actually a video of it of how the, how the game is played but uh, just a quick overview uh, basically uh, each player you have control over um, these livery men which are basically meeples so you have these meeples that and then you have a hand of cards and the cards can be used one of three ways you can use the cards to activate a livery man from your supply meaning that he's act he's able to be moved into a guild of London which are set up by these tiles um, you can play a card for the color of the card um, that then lets you um, place one of those meeples onto a guild that matches the color of that card. So then they, they, they're in a place then where if you can reach the the voting criteria for that card, meaning like you need three meeples on this card to vote, you need four, you need two, whatever, um, then it'll be resolved and you will vote for dominance on that. Or you can use the ability that's on the card. Each card has an ability as well. So cards can be used one of three different ways. And so on your turn, you use as many or as few of the cards as you want to position these meeples, these livery men of yours, onto these different guilds of London. And you're hoping then that after everybody's done and uh, the person that is in the first place goes first and so forth until the person who's in last place goes last. Because going last is good because you can see where everybody else has gone and then you can move your livery men to those places and like to, to kind of... Um, take over certain spots by having more voters in certain ones or like, you know, to, to gobble up the points before somebody else does and things like that. And so then, and then after all of a sudden you resolve each guild that has met its voting criteria. And then when you resolve the guild, um, whoever controls the guild becomes the master of that guild. They earn some points, they get another ability, which can then, you know, tie into some synergy that allow you to then, you know, 
like move another liveryman at that point to another one, which allow me to get more points and things like that. And then you go through that process of resolving each guild, and then you total up all the points for that round. You readjust the turn structure as far as who goes first, second, third, and fourth, and then you you go another round, and you keep doing that. And there's other things that happen, uh, like a certain phases of the game, more guilds come out that you have more access. Uh, you will send, uh, possibly send liverymen to um, uh, like a plantation uh, that, that is being harvested, and then they'll be able to get points there. And I mean, it's, it's like I said, the, my review's up, I believe, on BGG. Uh, if you go to Guilds of London, or you can find my YouTube channel on Dead Viking Videos, you can find it there. Um, but yeah, I mean the game is fantastic. It's you know it, it's exactly what I thought Tony would make, and he made it really well. But people are excited like Origins, like it's it's gonna we're gonna have a a, a soft release there where we're we're air freighting in uh, a pallet full of games. We'll have over a hundred copies there. We expect to sell out in like the first hour. Uh, people seem pretty excited about it. Um, you know, so if you're going to Origins, or if you know somebody's going to Origins, you can you can have somebody be your Origins mule and have them race over to our. Uh, our, our booth right away at the beginning of the day and get that. So you know, you know that'll see a, a retail street date. Um, since they're air freighting, they're done. They're 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 in the process of the slow boat over to uh, to uh, to uh, to get to us here. And of course, the slow boat from China is oh so very very slow, um, as everybody says. So um, I believe the the hope. Is uh, late June, uh, you know, you know, early July is is the hope, you know, that 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 that. that, that uh, That's not too far away. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, we have a couple more questions about games, but one, I cannot find a copy of Ground Four anywhere. Yeah, sadly, that is, um, it is, it, it's a tough one to track down. Uh, I'm glad I have my copy. I, um, I love David Short, and he always responds when I post a picture of me playing his games, and but I cannot grab this one. Yeah, he um it is uh it is you know he is he's a super nice guy if you ever get a chance to meet him. Um he is uh he is he is uh, very very kind, very very gracious and um he's he's on here right now. I can, hey, there's a copy on Amazon right now. 53 bucks with prime <laughs> shipping if you want it. It's right here. <laughs> so there you go. You want you want a copy of Ground Floor? Yeah, you got to pay the man. <laughs> go out there. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, um, you know, Ground Floor is 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 a very very fun game. I did a review of that a long time ago. Holy cow! There's my review. That was a, that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I, it was. Um, and um, I and I really enjoyed uh, uh, David's designs. And sadly, he's one of the few designers that like um, I have uh, you know become internet friendly with. Okay. Um, that I've never met in person, you know, um, you know, it's, 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 it, that's really odd. Uh, you know, and, and he followed, he was part designer on uh, bomb squad as well, which yeah, I refer yeah. to as, as Hanabi, uh, Hanabi. That's fun. Uh, and, that's exactly um, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I don't mean to say that Hanabi isn't fun because obviously it sold a billion copies and a lot of people like it, but, but it's um, a mechanism in a box. So yeah, that, that exactly. It's funny you say that because I, I watched your video for Yokohama and you call it Istanbul with tea. Yes. <laughs> Well, it is because Istanbul is a very, very, very gentle game. Everybody, everybody is very kind to each other, and you're kind of just moving around and doing your thing. And 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 I, I refer to those as garden games. If you watch my reviews, it's like everybody like, okay, let's play. I'm gonna make my garden. 
and you make your garden, and you guys make your gardens, and at the end, in an hour, we're going to see who's got the best garden. Oh, can I come over into your garden and uh, let a bunch of snails loose on your flowers? Oh, no, no, you can't do that. Oh, can I salt the earth in your garden? You know, can I can I stomp on your flowers? You know, <laughs> you know it's just like so. I you know, and 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 I one of the greatest things ever was uh, uh, Richard Ham actually referred to the, the something as a garden game. So it, once again, lexicon. It it, it, it right. you know. So um, so I like games where yes, I can I can I can purposely you know. Break into your yard and and I can I can I can let the the bunnies you know run rampant in your in your in your in your carrot garden you know and and, and you know I I can do something because nothing is more more aggravating to me it's like it's like when you're playing Seven Wonders right like I'll play Seven Wonders with three people that's it because I want to be able to affect the people I'm playing with. Nothing is more aggravating to me. You're playing like six people, uh, seven wonders, and you're looking across the table and some moron hands that guy another science science. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving him seven thousand points, you realize that, right? Well I really needed this blue card, you know? It's like you're getting four points for that. Oh my gosh. Can I can I explain to you the economy the economy of victory points in this situation? Uh, you know it just yeah so it drives so have me you played, um Argent from level ninety nine then? Hmm. You you mean you mean the the table uh, the table destroyer? That game is yeah. so huge. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Argent's a great game, and and Brad Brad is such a nice guy too. If you ever get a chance to meet him from level ninety nine, super super nice guy. But yeah, um, I enjoy Argent a great deal actually. Okay, so it sounds like you like you like your heroes with a healthy healthy dose of conflict. Well, it's it's just I don't mind playing a game where um you know we all just kind of be nice and you know like Pillars of the Earth is one of my favorite games and that's very garden you know it's very just like kind of very very worker placement light but see then I refer to those games as as conversation games and actually I, I in full disclosure I stole that from Scott Nicholson that's actually a, uh, something that he said in his Pillars of the Earth review that he did many, many years ago. Excellent review, I might might add. That's the reason why I've never done a review for Pillars of the Earth. Well, probably because it's out of print, but also because Scott Nicholson already did it perfectly. Was that um, it's it's a perfect game where you don't have to think, you know, and, and 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 that's the nicest thing. Like when it comes to your turn, it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then you can have those conversations with the other people at the board, where you're like, oh, you know. Oh, did you see that movie? Oh, what did you what did what did you think of Age of Ultron? Oh, did you see you catch Game of Thrones the other night? Okay, yeah, and you can have those discussions, and and the game itself isn't the reason you're there anymore. You're there to like enjoy other people's company, and then you but you have that game there that is like you know like a facilitator of that time, and and it's and it's 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 kind of fun. It's like okay, I'm collecting my little cubes and I'm turning them into sand and whatever, and you're doing your thing, but. You're still not like, you know, it isn't like I. Everybody, shut up! I gotta figure out my turn. You know, <laughs> you're just like you're not, or or you're not sitting there like waiting while somebody's like counting out. You know, trying to squeeze every like last kind of final victory point they can out of this last turn. You know, just just to oh, I I need to get nine points instead of eight. How can I do it this turn? You know, it's like it's like because you're just there, and it's like and so I don't mind games where. But I mean, but if you come up and you're like, okay, we're gonna play this, and this is this is gonna be a knife fight in a phone booth for the next three hours, you know, it's like, all right, you know, let's 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 do this, you know, and and let's draw those battle lines, because, um, you know, it's it's so I want I want I want 
clear yeah, I, that they are up front. Yes, exactly. Have you have you played and then we held hands? No, um, funnily enough, I I actually I have played it. I think it's an excellent game. I think I think it's 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 ingenious. Um, but uh, this last uh this last summer, um, my younger brother and his wife, uh, because I am uh I because I I joined the Universal Church of Life and I paid the whatever it was that I had to pay uh, many many years ago as a LARF, uh, to the uh, uh to the North Dakota um uh, uh state legislature or whatever it is that I had to do I am I am a a pastor I can I can marry people I can legally sign somebody's marriage certificate and so uh my younger brother and his wife who aren't overly religious they they asked me very nicely if uh I would I would be uh their whatever their officiator of their wedding which I did uh, uh last summer and um I gave them um my copy of that game as, as a wedding gift, and then I taught them how to play because uh, they're they're two really awesome people. And, and I, I think, and then we hold hands is a very amazing game, and I think it is uh, um, is ingenious as far as uh, the mechanisms and the, pre- the the theme and everything, and, and the way they go about it. Um, is it something that I'm going to play a lot of? No, yeah. you know, it's just it's just it's 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 not my game. It's not my game, but it, I can recognize. Like yeah, they, they, I can recognize it. Yeah. They took that, that that aspect where you should be having a conversation during this game because it is that simple. Or you know, and and they built a game around that idea of what if you played a game, but that's really not the point. So that's cool. Yeah, totally. I'm dead Viking. Now bring you into Union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we I don't think we uh, we we went that route, but um, uh, you know, I I I, I, I wore a suit and. <laughs> and I and I definitely did your uh, things. I, I definitely uh, I I was very um, you know I was honored. I was honored that they asked me to 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 do that for them. Um, so yeah, I mean there you go. We'll see That's it. Good. No more questions. Great, we're done. No. <laughs> No, ask away, man. I mean, like I said, if you have any any kind of uh, crazy questions, by all means. Uh, I think I think we certainly do. Just uh, just a brief uh, breather for a second. All right. <sighs> all right, Ben Salfie, what do you guys got? <laughs> so, uh, in your video for Yokohama, you, mm. that you were part of the reason why Michael Mendes ended up picking the game. Well, I I can't take I can't take total uh, ownership or any I mean I don't know it was something that he knew existed um, basically because the designer is very well known uh, Hazashi uh, his, he's the designer of Trains which is yeah. a game that uh, AEG did and had a lot of success with um, and uh, it was uh, and, and so it's when I went to Japan uh, Tokyo game market one of the things about it is like everybody it's more of like um, uh, how do I even describe this it's more of like Hey, uh, I'm I'm somebody who made a handmade a hundred copies of this game, and I'm going to go to Tokyo Game Market. And I'm going to try to sell this. Um, people would sell out of their games, and they'd leave. They're like, "Well, I sold my hundred copies. Bye." You know, you'd walk by their little area, their little booth that they had set up, and it was just cleaned out because they had sold their hundred games. They were done. But so everybody had like a. I mean, I shouldn't say everybody, but vast majority of people had smaller games, just you know, a little box, you know, and just whatever. And so when I saw 
Yokohama, I saw that it was actually a big box game, which was which is not normal. Which is it just it, it stood out. It was an anachronism uh, for for the for for the, for, the, for the Tokyo game market. And then so we saw it, and then uh, we, I picked up a copy. I was like, well, I got, you know, because one of the things that if you ever get a chance to go to Tokyo Game Market, if you ever get a chance to go to Japan, um, there there is something. Uh, Eric Martin, uh, BGG News, uh, said to me. I, I saw him there, and I talked to him briefly, and super nice guy. And uh, and he said, if you see something you like, buy it, because there's a chance it'll never exist again, because they're gonna. They're going to make these 100, 150 copies of this game, and they'll probably never make them again. They're just done. You know, it was just because it's just it was just something. It's kind of like when you go to a flea market in Minnesota, because that's where I'm from, and you go there, and some guy is selling his hundred jars of, of sauerkraut. He made his hundred <laughs> jars, um, and he's not coming back until next summer. So if you really like a sauerkraut, you better buy it there, you know, or or, or you're not going to get it. So. It's 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 that kind of uh, weird situation where so I ended up picking up a lot of these little games that I just found really really interesting. The big thing was, do you have English rules? Do you have English rules? Yeah, and like, yeah. if people had English rules, then I'd buy it, you know. Or or like they, they a website has English rules. Okay, I'll, I'll give me your website name, write it down, put it on a little note inside the game box so I can find the rules later and that sort of thing. But um, so. He had Yokohama, and I had a copy as well. And so then we went to this like board game meetup. We went to this some town, uh, some suburb of Tokyo, and we kind of and he knew where we were going, but he was kind of trying to figure out where it was. And basically, and in, in, in Tokyo, it's like it's weird. It's like you'll, it it's like you'll like say go to this go to this building, go to the third floor. And then take a left, and you'll be in a board game area. And it's like, and sure enough, like you would never know it looking outside the the, the building. But you go up there, and all of a sudden, and here we go. There's there's a room, and there's like you know 20 people in this room, and they're all playing board games. And it's like you know, wow, cool. And so we kind of went to one of those places, and we sat down, and we set up Yokohama. And uh, and there was a guy that had played it before, and he kind of taught us the game, but he didn't play. So then the four of us, Michael and I, and, and two other uh, English-speaking gentlemen, like there were um, actually like uh, Americans that lived in Tokyo, we sat down and we played the game. And um, about like a turn or two in, uh, both like Michael and I looked at each other and I said, "This is really good." <laughs> and, and he's like, "Yeah, it is." And he's like, "He's like, I need, I need, I need to sign this." You know, and like I mean, we we hadn't even gotten through the game. I mean, we were just like, and he just flat out said, "I I need I need to tell him." You know, and like we like we were like two thirds through the game, and he had already told um, the one guy that that knew the to who could get a hold of Hisashi. He said, "Tell him I want I want the game." You know, and 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 get the ball rolling. We were even done with the first game, and he was already. Like going through, and he was talking to me about. It's like, do you think we could like? How would we deluxe this up? How? Because like that's his thing. He wants to with, with fix starters. He's like, he wants to have a deluxe version of it. You know. So yeah. it's like, so it's like we're we're talking about. Well, you could replace these cardboard tokens with wood and things like that. And so like being like, look, there were like twenty copies of Orleans Deluxe at, uh, or I, mean, I don't know if the number is correct, but right around twenty twenty four copies of Orleans Deluxe at Geekway to the West at. Uh, uh, just recently, this past weekend, and uh, they bought them in like three seconds. It was like as soon as people knew that the the deluxe version with the really cool wooden bits and everything was available, uh, they're gone. I, I I tweeted that we were gonna have like 50 copies of Orleans Deluxe at uh, at Origins, and like people are hammering me with, you know, can you reserve me a copy? Can you reserve me a copy? You know, it's like I mean, and 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 
I like to think, and I'm going to say, in my opinion, that it's because they really want that deluxe version. I sincerely hope they aren't thinking like aftermarket, because like I know that like I know people are like selling those on eBay for more and things like that, you know. And because like I said, you know, it's like, are you going to charge more for me? No, no, we'll charge MSRP for them. You know, they're just like you know, we're not going to gouge somebody just because we know we can make more money, which is a really, which is a cool testament, um, you know, to to Michael and and the way he he his his mentality because he said when he decided he was going to do that deluxe version for it. He said, I'm going to do, and I'm, and I'm going to print more of the deluxe version, but I'm only going to have it for sale at conventions. So for people that come to, come to the booth and like interact and things like that, it's like, and I mean, and admittedly it's, it's good advertising too. It's like, Hey, come to the booth. You can get this yeah. really cool game that you can't get anywhere else. And plus I can show you what else we're doing, you know? And so, um, you know, Michael's, Michael's a genius. Michael Mendez, the guy who runs, uh, TMG. He is uh, he's he's a flat out genius. He was a he was a hedge fund manager for years, and um, and probably could still be doing that. Uh, but his uh, yeah yeah and um, and you know and he was uh, I mean from what I I mean I'm not wanna, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I mean from what I understand, he probably could have done that job um, and been been very very comfortable uh, with what he did and uh, and fine. But his passion. Um, is board games, and so he stepped away from that world, and that's when he formed TMG. And it, and the thing is that, and I and I and I I referenced this uh, in my email that went out to everybody about um, you know why I'm on why, why I'm work for TMG now. But um, literally, I can probably trace the the whole impetus of where I am now um, from one chance moment at Gen Con when Joel Eddie and I. Uh, decided instead of going to bed, we'd go and meet up with the TMG guys uh, at Gen Con late one night. And I ended up sitting down with Michael, and he had a bunch of these prototypes that people had handed off to him uh, at the uh, at, at 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 Gen Con, and none of which he ever he ever uh, um, um, published. They, they they weren't very good, from what I remember. Um, but uh, and I shouldn't say that. Maybe they did get published by somebody else and they made millions of dollars. I have no idea. But, I mean, I don't remember, honestly. I don't remember any of the the games, honestly, uh, that, that we played. But um, he and I had a really, really long conversation about life and board games and, you know, what, we, what we've been doing with our life up to the point. And, and we had a blast. It was like one of those weird conversations. It, it's it's going to sound weird, but, um, you know, it's like, you know, when, like, you... Uh, like when you first meet a girl, and like you know, it's like the hour, the time just completely runs by. And I shouldn't say just meet a girl. When you meet somebody you're interested in, uh, you know, and 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 you meet somebody, and it's like you know, uh, I, uh, Albert Einstein uh, brilliantly said, and and I I think it's it might be a bit apocryphal as far as the quote goes, or it might be true, but uh, when asked like, can you please explain uh, the theory of relativity to me? I don't understand it. And he said, um, he said, putting your hand on a hot stove for 10 seconds would feel like a year. Uh, but spending uh, uh, like two hours with a beautiful girl feels like 10 seconds. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, and, and so, if you actually said that, that's so baller. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, that's, and, that's, and, and, that's, and that's how he tried to describe it. And so here I had this, I had this wonderful conversation with Michael, and it was like, you know, it, you know and, and it was just, we talked about everything. And it was like all of a sudden it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and we were laughing, we were joking around, having a blast. You know, we got up at one point, walked over, got a soda, came back. And the whole time, actually, uh, Joel was off with Seth Jaffe and somebody else, and they were sitting there playing Hanabi for those four hours or whatever. 
three hours. I just kept playing Hanabi over and over again, you know. But um, but so Michael and I became really good friends, and we kept in touch, and we and we were always talking. And then like two or three years ago, I jokingly said at Gen Con one time, "When are you going to hire me?" And he said, "Do you do you want a job?" And I I said, "Are are you hiring?" And then and then it just kind of blossomed from there. And then and then it was one of those things where he, about a year and a half ago, it was definitely something where he and I had a conversation. He said. It's not really a, a discussion right now of if he's like it's a win. He's like I, I'm going to hire you at some point, and I want you to be prepared for when I can offer you a job. And and so, and so then finally after X amount of time, I, I've gotten to this point now where now I I, I work for TMG, and um, and 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 Michael is uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, he he's. He's uh he's he's an odd guy, um, but in a very very wonderful way. I mean he's um he's a very straight shooter, and he he is he's very honest and uh and very cool and uh and and it's just and also like I said he's 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 he's, he's in a he's in a weird brilliant class all by himself. So I don't just say that because he's my boss and he signs. <laughs> it's it's uh it's 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 you know he's just uh he's just a good egg. He's a good guy. So, uh, and I really like, and this sounds like me, you know, just going on and on and on about about this, and like, of course, of course, he's going to say something nice about the game company. He works for them, but you know, and, and I can I can buy into that, and you can take this as me just being a fanboy, or or just because I had to say it, or what have you. Um, but his 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 big thing is that I don't want to ever publish a game that isn't that isn't amazing. That's like he said, you know, it's just like. I don't want anybody to say. So this this is the TMG criteria, right? Here. Yeah, he's like I I, I don't. And he goes. He, he, well, his big thing is is that everything we do, he said, should be because we want to sell games because that's how TMG stays in business. We sell. That's how we make money. We, he said we don't make money any other way except for selling games. That's how we make money. So everything that we do should be for selling games. That's that. That's our goal. But he said, "I don't want to sell any games that aren't amazing." And now you can now, of course, know somebody's gonna like ring in. Oh yeah, what about Bottle Cap Vikings or something? You know, they're gonna like say X, Y, and Z. That game wasn't amazing, or this game wasn't amazing. And and you know, but that isn't a promise. That's that's like that's his goal. I mean, that's like he says he doesn't want to make. He doesn't want to ever do anything. That isn't awesome. I mean, one of one of the things that, like, when I my contract, um, actually, like, one of my job roles, listen, was continue being the awesome person that you are. That was like in my contract. It's an illegal document. Yeah, like that. That was in the contract that I signed and said, "This is your salary," and this is. This these, is what are, these are resident lawyers. Would that be binding? <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he signed it, so he. And then, would you have to define awesome at that point? I think uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like uh, it's like one of those things where he then like also said like you know it's like, uh, uh, like he's not a big believer in titles with the company. Like he's like you know other than the fact that he said technically I am the CFO because he decides what 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 money gets spent where. He's the CFO, oh, okay. he's the CFO or you're the CFO? No, no, he's the CFO. I know. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, so that like that's that's like that's like probably the the most um like title, like official title like thing. But but he said he 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 does give people like official titles when they get hired and like on my contract the official title I have is uh Viking Pillager. 
is 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 my that's opinion. amazing that's great that's yeah. great so i mean so i mean yeah i mean technically i'm 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 more of a media uh, a manager and marketing manager for them but no i mean so that's like um you know what they what what they did so i mean it's just it's it's a it's a different like one of the things he sent me was like he's like i you know it's like one of the things you have to realize is that uh tmg is a different kind of company but i'm a pretty different guy too you know and and so no it's it's a very uh it's a very good fit for me. Um, like I said, I, it's taking. I'm still not 100. percent I I don't I don't feel like I'm grokking it completely, and just because it's such a such a uh, alteration um, from what I used to do, you know. I mean, because of the fact that I used to just be like, you know, go sit at my desk and and do these things that you know, and it was very easy uh, for me to like have. But I mean. So there's like this this level of freedom that like I have, but um, it's taking. Uh, I had to get used to it. You know, I had to. I had to. I had to kind of left the corporate world. So it, yeah. It so seems, I mean, it's a natural I, fit. It's not weird for one of you because you both experienced the other side. And yeah. Yeah. It seems like the mindsets are are in that way of, of how you want to be uh, creative and and have freedom in that aspect. So there you go. No, it, it's. <laughs> So there's a couple of things there that, that I want to touch upon really quick, uh, and they're, they're, they're a little selfish. Uh, one, so you're telling me the only way I can get oily on with the wooden bits is to go to a convention. The, or find somebody who's willing to go there for you and pick that up, yes. That is, um, if you are looking for Orleans Deluxe and you did not get in on the Kickstarter, um, your option right now is to go aftermarket, which is you got to go to eBay or something yeah. like that and find somebody who's selling their copy, or... Um, go to Origins. Uh, go to Gen Con. Um, I mean, I and honestly, I mean, I and I'm not saying this like you gotta get there soon. I I personally uh, don't know how many copies they have left. Oh, I, I guess know that would have to be the first place I hit. Uh, our chief audio engineer Rico was lucky enough to pick up a copy, so that was the first time I played was with the wooden bits, and it's ruined me because now I didn't want to play with the cardboard chips. See, the thing is, is that the first time I played it, I actually played it with um, the cardboard. Because I actually had, I ordered, um, I, I heard about the game, I thought the game sounded amazing, and I, I, I imported a copy um, from, I think it was, was it DLP Games, I believe it was? Yeah, yeah I, have, I have an imported copy of Invasion that I'm really excited about. It's, I, I feel like, I can't wait till TMG brings it over. And, yep, and, and that is, that is in the, that is in the, uh, the, the production, and they are, and um, people have 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 raised. You know, they're one. They're, everybody's like, "Are you are you going to make sure it's compatible with the?" Yes, it will be compatible uh, with the, uh, the 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 you know the the. It is going to be compatible uh, with with your deluxe version. So don't don't worry about that. As they're making who sure. Already that. has the deluxe Kickstarter version. I'm, I'm hoping there's some some incentive to to rebuy that expansion from TMG because. I fully believe that they can do that. The the deluxe version is so chock full of amazing extras. Um, yeah, it's it's a great game. Yeah, and and like, and the thing is, is that that's going to be um, TMG is the, the the our plan is that we are going to try to move away uh, from the the Kickstarter world. Um, we're not that we're we're still going to use Kickstarter. Uh, we think it is a very viable process, but we believe that um, TMG is is placed well enough. We have a reputation of uh, you know like making 
you know, games that, that are amazing. You know, that that's our that's our goal. Um, that we are uh, that people respect the brand enough, and we want people to respect the brand enough that they 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 trust uh, that. Uh, you will be uh, like when you get a game from TMG, it will be awesome. Uh, and the thing is that we don't need Kickstarter to uh, uh, help us, you know, publish it. Like Guilds of London, we didn't we didn't go through Kickstarter for Guilds of London. That's something we we upfronted the money. We are we're, we are confident uh, in the 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 game. We're confident that people are going to like it. They're going to love it, and and we're going to sell a lot of copies of it. So we had no concern about you know paying upfront to have it. We're not we're not uh, using our customer base as, as as the fundage for it. You know, and and I not I'm not I trust me I'm not trying to say that any company that goes through Kickstarter it's a bad thing that they shouldn't do it and everything. I am a firm believer that if somebody is willing to give you money, uh, so you can do the thing that you want to do. Then you then you should feel no right. bad. You shouldn't you shouldn't have like 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 oh my gosh I shouldn't take their money. No, I mean if people trust you and want you to to create this game because they want that game made and they're willing to give you uh, their money and so they can get a game nine months from now or whatever. I I firmly believe that you should do it and, and I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I also find a certain amount of respect that I work for a company that says. Hey, we think this game's so amazing that uh, that we're not we don't have any problem with that. And but like the things like with Yokohama, um, we're going to go through Kickstarter with that because of the fact that we want to have a deluxe version. We want people to have um, those, those big box games, and that's kind of like you know like. Coliseum had the had the deluxe version, um, and uh, and now we have uh, you know this Yokohama the same deal. So um, you know I think that uh, it's 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 a, it's a good it's a good mix if you will. I think um, people will respond well to that. I, I know for me I I respect that immensely, knowing that it's not just a pre-order system. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the thing is, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, it's like with. Um, another game that, uh, that uh, we're publishing. Um, are, are you guys familiar with Ponzi Scheme? No. Okay. Uh, Ponzi Scheme was a game that, like, like that was everybody, anybody who's played it, uh, says the game's awesome. But the thing is, is that it had almost no, uh, uh, like the the print run was was so small. Um, and it was uh, from a Asian a publisher called Homo Sapiens Lab, and. Uh, did you get this at Tokyo Game Show? Well, I didn't get it. I mean, it, it came out. It came out. Uh, actually, I played it at, at, at BGGCon because uh, uh, it came out in 2015. Um, and and they, the game is about a Ponzi scheme. It's it's about you running Ponzi schemes, and you just don't want to be the first player that goes bankrupt. You want to be able to keep keep your money flowing, you know, back and forth. And 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 the game is absolutely amazing. It's it, and yeah, but it was it's it's it's. You know, they printed off whatever number of copies they had, and uh, you know, un- and it was nearly impossible uh, to track down and uh, and and get that. And so, um, you know, it's that's one of those games that that Michael went over to to Japan, and he. He found that, and and he and he thought it was amazing. Uh, Flip City is a game that, like you know, uh, TMG is you know has and it's doing extremely well. And yeah, uh, 
Yeah, and then we have we have the expansion coming out. Uh, I believe later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so yeah, and so it's like uh, we have that, and then like you know, and so um, like Ponzi scheme is another game that like um, theor- uh, don't put my uh, if you listen to this, we're hoping <laughs> we're hoping that we will be able to possibly uh, air freight in uh, copies of it for Gen Con because okay. it'll be it'll be done the destruction, but. So people that are looking for a Ponzi scheme, uh, that is uh, definitely uh, like something that we look for. We can look forward to. Um, there is a game called Joraku. Uh, if you've heard of that, that's another one of the games that uh, that Michael played uh, that he enjoyed a great deal. Um, Joraku is a trick-taking area control game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I before I even knew that uh, they were. Um, looking at that and looking at uh, bringing it over, um, I picked up a copy of BGG Con because somebody said it was amazing, and uh, and yeah, it is. You know, and it's like, and then I found, uh, and I'm, and then of course I'm, I'm the moron who I hadn't actually researched it to see that if um, they were, you know, looking at it and what have you. Uh, I, I mentioned it to Michael. I was like, yeah, Jarak was really amazing. You should take a look at that. He's like, yeah, I have. You know, it's just like. And then, and then he sent me the link to where it says, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's just like, you know, that's another one of those games. It's just so it's it's kind of neat that like Japan, and I've said this a few times, is that Japan board gaming in Japan right now is what board gaming was like eight or nine years ago in America. It's the people that love it are passionate about it. But it's still very, very niche. Now that doesn't mean that the designer board game passion that we're we're all part of right now uh, isn't still niche. But it's nowhere near as niche as it was eight, nine years ago. Right. You yeah. know, it's like it's like now it's kind of pervasive. You you can't like every once in a while you'll see because some newspaper reporter sat down and played Ticket to Ride for the first time and he's like, oh my gosh, this game's amazing. He writes some fluff piece for a Sunday newspaper saying, you know, board games are where it's at right now. You know, it's like, and you're like, oh, geez, you know, it's like, you know, where were you nine years ago? You know, and it's like, but you have to also be very, very pleased that the, that the, 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 your, this, this, this hobby that we like is, is proliferating as well. So, uh, you know, it's, those are the things that, uh, you know, it's, it hasn't reached that level in Japan. I mean, like, I went to two uh, board game stores uh, in Japan. Uh, one was kind of a smaller one. It was just kind of, like, hidden away. You're like, go up to the fourth floor of this building and you'll find it, you know? But then the other one was this place called Yellow Submarine, which was amazing. They had, like, three floors. One floor was all magic. Uh, one floor was, was all, like, uh, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And, like, and then the, the third floor was all... Um, uh, was all board games and like and they had the shelves had tons of old board games that if they were only in English I was just like you know it's like like old old school Arkham Horror like the old like almost Monopoly looking Arkham Horror you know roll and move and move around but it was all and you know it was all in Japanese you know um, like multiple copies of uh, old school uh, Avalon Hill uh, um, Dune. You know, oh, but wow. all in Japanese. You know, and it's like, and they're just sitting there, and I'm like, no, it's like, it's like, there's so much 
amazingness right in front of me, but it's unplayable. I felt like uh, uh, Burgess <laughs> Meredith in that Twilight Zone where he breaks his glasses when he's the last person left alive and he can't read anymore. You know, he's got he's the whole he's got the whole library, but he can't do anything with it. You know, so it's like uh, you know, it, but. I, after we went, I went there and I was had fun. I I saw these people playing these games. I, it was cool. I saw, I saw four uh, Japanese teenagers uh, playing uh, um, Dungeon Quest. You know, like the the game from uh, that was originally from uh, 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 Games Workshop, and then then FFG did it. You know, where you go and you have to find the dragon and try to steal treasure and make it out alive. Yeah. And I was watching them play that and laughing and having a blast and and. Um, so you know, I was able to like see that, and then and then we left there, and we were walking back to our hotel, and he and Michael looked at me. He's like, "So you have been to half of the game stores in Japan, in Tokyo?" He said, wow. "Because of those two, you went to, and like, and you saw wow. these people in there were like super passionate about it, but here you have Tokyo. It's this giant place." Yeah. Those are the game stores. I mean, it's just like you know, it's like I have three game stores in Fargo Moorhead where I live. You know, uh, you know, it's there's what two hundred thousand people live here. And there's three. We have enough. We have enough people in this community to keep three game stores alive. You know, and it's just and and but you know, Tokyo, millions of people, and it's just and that's what's kind of cool. When I was there, it was kind of cool to see. Because I remember when I was into board gaming, and I was like, you know, I got to read Board Game Geek every single day, and I was checking out every single thread, and I was reading this, that, and the other thing, and I was like super into it. And um, and I remember being really, really excited. And not that I am not, not that I'm not excited about the hobby right now, but it's just like it's it was a different time back then. It was like when you would log on to Board Game Geek, it was like the same like hundred people that always posted, and so you kind of felt like you were friends with these people, even though you didn't really know anything about them. You'd see people's avatars, and you'd say, "Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I've seen him stuff before." You know, it was like, and now it's like you go on there, and it's like. It's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but they, you know, the, the 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 user base has exploded, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's so it's kind of neat to kind of go back in time in a weird way to see the the board game community like in that in that beginning phase, you know, and and it's only gonna get bigger. I asked him where do they get their games, and he said, well, most of them get their games through Amazon. You know, they just they okay. they just get them online. You know, they just uh, like Amazon. JP, I think, is for Japan. Amazon. Instead of DE for Germany, it's like Amazon.jp, I think, if I remember correctly. But I might oh. be wrong. Okay, I'm going to ask you about another game that I that I know is coming out from TMG. Could you tell me a little bit about Downfall? So on the, on the video for Gamma, it's a 4X game in a post-apocalyptic world. Could you expand on that at all? Maybe like mechanics <laughs> or... I can't say anything. No, um, I, I, I sadly I've had very, very little exposure to Downfall. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've definitely, um, like uh, Michael has talked to me about it. I have yet to play it. It's one of those games where I'm, I find it, I find it very, very exciting, and I find it very, very interesting. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's a thing where. Um, you know, it, the one thing that I like it is that uh, it, it has that it has drafting in it, and I I have slowly kind of come around um, to uh, like a, a, a draft hard drafting. Uh, I, Wait, so I did you not like drafting originally? I, I wasn't a huge fan. I I, I just I, I don't know what it was. It was like of all like the the weird. Um, 
of all the weird like mechanisms out there. You know, I, I'm 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 a person who really uh, enjoys worker placement. I like I like uh, variable player powers. Um, I like negotiation games, um, auctions. I love auction games. I, I mm-hmm. love. I love that whole process because I think those games kind of lend themselves those like negotiation those things. Um, not worker placement so much, but I mean anything where like um, the mechanism itself is is prompting me to interact with the person that's at the table. Okay. And yeah. so and so um, you know like what I always say with worker placement is like is like and this is what I've always said. It's like if you're if you're getting ready to like. Um, uh, make a choice. Like you're saying, okay, I you're playing. Let's say you're playing Agricola. Lord knows why, but you're playing Agricola, and, <laughs> and you decide that, um, oh man, I, I I really I really really need uh, uh, reeds, you know, for whatever. you're building a roof or whatever or whatever. Yeah. But but I know I know Bob over there. You know he 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 really needs a uh, 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 grain, and if I took grain. He couldn't get it, but then I wouldn't be able to do anything with grain. So I could do that and not do anything, or I could take these reeds. Well, why am I even thinking about taking the grain? I need the reeds. Nobody ever makes a decision, or I shouldn't say nobody, but very rarely does anybody ever like purposely make a decision uh, to take somebody else's resource or spot in a worker placement game because they're trying to block somebody. If you block somebody, great, super, hey, awesome, I, I, I blocked you as well as grabbing the stuff that I need. That happens a lot. But nobody ever purposely does it to try to mess with somebody, unless somebody's just being a total troll at the, at the table, you know, and they're just la-da-da and just, you know, do whatever. And, and it's like, so when you have negotiation games where you and the other person are saying, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's like, I will give you this, but you need you need to help me out next turn, or you need to do that, and you kind of get into that like that 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 you're getting away from that group think, and you're you're starting to like, can I trust this guy to do it? Like my, one of my favorite games of all time, and if I ever did a, a top ten or top twenty games of all time, and which I will never do because it's such such a amorphous number, I, I I don't like them. But um, like the Game of Thrones board game, it's like it's another one of those six yeah. hour games. You, it, you, it, you time. yeah, but if you if you get Everybody in there, like if you if you, and I I won't play it with anything less than everybody. You have to have somebody <laughs> control everything. I don't want anybody having some neutral spot that they can wander in and take a bunch of things. No, I want everybody like fighting and and clawing and 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 crushing and you know and just you know that 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 knife fight in a phone booth. I want to feel that the the entire way through. And I don't know if you ever saw, it, but there's a there's an amazing video. And this guy doesn't do the videos anymore. It makes me sad. But he used to do uh, such and such a game in in five seconds. That okay. was was his thing. He was like, you know, and so you know, I remember. And the only one I remember is that it's like a Game of Thrones, the board game in five seconds. And it's like, and it, and, and it started with, and then it cuts. It cuts to these two guys looking at the table, and they're both kind of looking like this. You know, they're both rubbing their chins, and they're looking at the table. And all of a sudden, one of them grabs a dagger like this, just getting ready to stab the guy in the back when he can't see, you know. And that was the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> so yeah. I didn't even play the game, but I know that's accurate. That's great. Yeah. You know, so it's it's so, but like, I want to be able to like exert my 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 will. I want to ex- I want to exert my charisma. I want to be able to lie straight to somebody's face, and I want the game to kind of uh, create that. One of one of the best games. 
Um, probably the game that I've played more than anything, and this is weird, is Battlestar Galactica. And I haven't seen a single minute of the show. Not a wow. single minute. And I, I have friends that, that did. But that game is amazing. I mean, if you play... Uh, you you kind of just have to play the base game. You can play with some of the expansion stuff, but a lot of that expansion stuff was just FFG cashing in. What can we what can we add in? What can we shove yeah. into the game, some and we can game. get more people to buy it? You know, which is fine. But um, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, like one of my one of the one of the greatest moments of my 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 entire board game playing career. I mean, uh, we have played. My, my game group and I, like I said, these are guys that I've known since I, you know, some of them since I was five years old. And we, we've played BSG numerous times, dozens of times. And and the thing is, is that um, so much that I actually got burnt out on it. I couldn't play it anymore for a while. And and I, I can't, I rarely say that about games. And, um, but we were playing a game and I was a Cylon, and it's like, it seems like 90% of the time I'm a Cylon in that game. It doesn't matter what happens, so it's like everybody says Lance is a Cylon. I'm not! You know, just like even, you know, and so I, I was a Cylon. Okay, fine, whatever. And and so I just kind of and I was like, I'm going to do everything I can this entire game to make sure that, like, I'm just the most helpful guy ever. I'm gonna, And I'm going to wait for, like, that one moment where I can just jam him. You know, and that, that, that was the whole thing. So I kind of went through the whole thing, and I I tried to make sure that I was I was good and I I was did everything but of course like everybody just believed that I was a Cylon didn't matter oh you know, he's just he's just doing being really good because he wants to fake us out you know which was exactly correct but it was like such a it was such a it was such a garbage argument you know just like what well yeah but so are you so by that same argument no no shut him up shut him up he's a Cylon you know and so. Um, and one of those things where it's like I had looked at my card, I knew it was a Cylon, and like you, you can't ever look at your card again because if if you aren't a Cylon, there's no reason ever to look at your loyalty card again because that was that's the whole thing. It's like because there's like if you're looking at it again, you're looking to see what your Cylon power is because you've forgotten what it is. So it's like I had my card down there, and as luck would have it, uh, uh, like my buddy Craig, um, like got to look at my look at my card. And and uh, and then he looked at it. So I was a silent. He gave it back to me, and I was like, "Well, what is he going to say? What is he going to do?" You know. And then and and then and then he said, "He's a Cylon." And and I and of course, like you know, and I, I was running through my head. Depending on what he says, I have to do something. Right. And I and I was just like, and I, I just you know, and and I was like. I was like, I can't believe you're saying that. It's like you know, I'm just like that's preposterous. What are you talking about? And so then. On the very next turn that I got to go, the, the the event or whatever allowed me to look at his card. I could pick one person to look at their card, and I said, and I, I said, "Can I let me look at your card?" And he's like, "Whatever." And he hands me a card. I look. It says, "You are not a Cylon." And a picture a picture of Gaius, Gaius looking like a looking like a tool, you know. And, I, and, and so I so I hand it back to him, and I said, "Okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah." And I just said, I, okay, yeah, okay. And I hand it back to him, and I don't say a word. And everybody just kind of looks at me, and I was like, never mind, never mind. And then, so then people, and so then he tries, and he tries to brig me, and like enough people, and I say, I'm not a Cylon, guys. And like, and and so I got enough people, it wouldn't pass. It just didn't go through. And like, and, and Craig's losing his mind. So it gets to me, and I declare, I was like, I'm a Cylon, and I turn it over. And I'm the first one. In a five player game, I'm the first person to declare. I do my thing. And I look at Craig, and I was like, you need to declare on your turn. 
and and everybody kind of looks at him. He's like, he's lying. I'm not the silent. I'm not a silent. I'm not a silent. And then, and so and they they nobody does anything. Nobody tries to bring him. And he gets to his turn. And he doesn't declare, obviously, because he's not a silent. And I looked at him. And I was like, what is your problem? We're going to lose the game. You need to declare. And he and he was like, he's like, are you serious? And he picked up his card again and he looked at it because he honestly thought that he had looked at the card wrong. And then he actually was a Cylon. And so through sheer force of will, I convinced somebody that they could might possibly have been on the other side. He just didn't realize. And then everybody at the table was like, he's looking at his power! He's looking at his power! And they brigged him, and he was like, no! <laughs> and the rest was history. And it was like, and it was, and so then, of course, then they brigged him, and then the other person, like, declared, and like, yeah, we, we won the game. But I mean, that was like, through through sheer negotiation, I was able to like just shift all the blame onto the like this one hapless uh, my hapless friend across the table and and you know and and those are the games and see I'll say this and 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 people are going to disagree with this and see I, I I don't mind Euro games I don't mind heavy Euro games I don't mind light Euro games I don't mind all of those types of games but I am and I don't wear this badge with honor I but I am an Ameritrasher I I grew up <laughs> playing. Heavily thematic games. I, I'll call them thematic games. I'll call them Ameritrash. I don't. I, I don't turn my nose up at, at at Euros. I think they're wonderful. I think they're great. Um, yeah, and those. I don't even like calling Euros. I just said I call them strategic games. You know, just like because they're just you know they. But but Ameritrash or thematic games for me are where it's at. I don't care if I play a five-hour game of Arkham Horror and it all comes down to one die roll at the end, whether we win or lose. I think that's an amazing story. The, the entire time, you've you played that entire game, you've you, you bled that entire game, and, and you get to that end, and it's that one die roll, win or lose, whether or not that guy rolls or a five or a six. And I know so many people that just will say, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree. I understand why you feel that way. But it's it's the thing about it for me is that uh, nobody... I still have stories about games of Talisman I played when I was 16, where we talk about them, and we re- reference game stories like that. Nobody... Everybody has... A, if you play, like, miniatures games or, or dice games or, 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 or thematic games, everybody's got a story of, like, you remember that time when we were playing you know, Arkham Horror and, like, it came down to the last hour? Or do you remember that time that we were playing Battlestar Galactica and I convinced Craig he was a silent? Or do you remember that time we were playing Talisman and, like, it, you know, we had the big giant battle of all four characters on the throne of power at the very end? Everybody has those stories to play those thematic games. And, and they, they, they propagate over years. And I'm, I'm going to say nobody, but I'm sure there's people out there that do. But Nobody, or I should say very, very few people say, remember that time when we were playing Caverna, and then the second to the last turn, I put that worker down, and I got two rubies instead of one, and that made me win the game? It's like, nobody has that story. You know, it's just like... Tales and, of the Gardener. Yeah, yeah, it's just, exactly, there you go. I mean, it's just like, and yes, I'm sure there are people out there that have those stories, but... Uh, a thematic story, it draws you in, it has immersion, it, it, it makes you, 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 you're acting out, you're like, when you're, when you're playing XCOM and you're shooting aliens, you're actually pulling out your amazing, your ray gun in your hands that doesn't exist, and, and, uh, and it's just, it's, it's, it's where it's at for me. It's like, it's when the whole table is, is excited about whatever it is that person is doing at that moment, and everybody's clued in on that die roll. Uh, you, you, you can't, it just doesn't happen uh, with Euros, or at least doesn't happen as often. I mean, and that's and that's where it's at for me. 
which is weird because <laughs> you know TMG doesn't really do thematic games, but um, you know, and and so and I'm I you know if I can slut, subtly push them, I've told Michael I said where's your where's your million dollar uh, miniatures game. Yeah, you know, I've, I've I've asked him that a few times, and he's like, "It's out there somewhere. It's out there, you know." Um, but uh, you know, it's I'm thankful that the that the that the, the, the euros they do do though are aren't um, the the um, the JAEs, the just another euro. I mean, it's like it's things that have like in, like interesting like Scoville. Scoville is a great game. You just played Scoville, and that just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, Scoville is such a cool game. You're moving your little farmer around. You're collecting these cool little cubes and stuff like that. I mean, it's like it's all about the like plotting of your... And that one, too, it's like, huh, I know you want that, so I'm just going to get my guy right here in your way. Now you can't go that way. I mean, it's just like there's stuff like that in the game where you actually are interacting and stuff like that. That's, I mean, those are fun, you know? It's like... Well, that was great because you, you, you're doing it and then you don't realize that the person next to you... With one move, you get enough peppers so that they can take the one recipe that you've been working two turns for. You fucking got that one with two crystal peppers. And it, it, it was like, I knew I was gonna have it. And on the turn, he ended up like taking one of those those uh the the purchase cards that let him get per pepper from it. Awesome. Schoolville. Yeah. I, I love really really love that one. And I and I love I love the I love I love the the, the pepper meeples. I mean, how cool are those? You know, oh, it yeah. Just, yeah, it's it like one of the coolest components ever. And Scoville Labs, if, uh, shameless plug. Scoville Labs <laughs> uh, uh, just just uh, got sent out to uh, the Kickstarter backers and uh, should be in retail very very soon. So uh, if you're looking to expand on your uh, game and, and 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 improve Scoville, I'm a big believer that there's there's one or two worlds for expansions for me. Um, uh, I I don't like expansions that are like, hey, you know that game you learned how to play and like now you know frontwards to backwards and all those rules. Yeah, well, we're gonna change all of them. Just <laughs> like, no, why are you doing that? So, but I like I I, I really enjoy um, expansions that uh, like enhance the rules that are existing and then and add another level of 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 depth because the one thing I have a problem with a lot of uh, and you don't usually run into this with thematic stuff just because of the fact the immersion like the randomness and the chaoticness of the game um with euros you'll eventually like okay this for me anyway I call myself uh, an exploratory gamer. I mean, um, I really enjoy seeing how a game works, how the mechanisms work. I like I like trying out different avenues and streets and whatever, trying to figure out how a game is played and how many points I can get and this, that, and the other thing. But, like, for example, Russian Railroads. What a great game that is. I mean, and I'm not talking about with the expansion that recently came out that revitalized that game for me. But Russian Railroads was a great worker placement game. A great, cool theme um, making the railroads in Russia. I don't know if any of you guys have played it, but if you haven't, you really should. Fantastic game. But after you've played it like five, six times, it really didn't have anything left. You know, you've, you've done everything that Russian Railroads does. Now, if you're the type of gamer that says, okay, I want to dive back in this, and I want to see how I can improve upon uh, my, my factory uh, strategy of, like, going to the factory way, or I want to see how I can improve upon uh, the main railway one, or, or you know, that, that thing. You know, it's just, um, you know, it's just there's things like that where it's like, um, yeah, okay, I can see that. It's like, oh, you know, I scored 160 points instead of 140 this time. And, actually, and that would be a very low score for Russian Railroads. I should more say, <laughs> I scored 480 points instead of 440, you know. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, there's, there's those things that are going on. Um, but 
uh, you know, it's one of those things where um, you, you know, I, I it, when it doesn't have anything more for me, I, I, I get a little uh, disheartened, you know, and, and like I'm like, well, okay, this game was great, and I, I feel like I got my play out of it. But I, I, I'm, I'm putting it back up on the shelf, and, and it's just like, there's usually nothing left. You know, it's just like, I, I can't, there's nothing more to digest out of that game. And, um, you know, so it's, it's uh, you know, and so, like, when the expansions, when they add that extra level to it, they add they add more strategy and things like that. I, I really enjoy that because it, it gets things back um, off the table for me, or back, you know, in front of me, and, and, and they make me want to play it again. So, uh, you know, so, you know. Okay, so go, going with that, can we look forward to any other expansions coming out soon for existing titles? Specifically, and, and if there are other ones, that's great, with Cthulhu Realms or Steamworks. You don't give a shit about anything else, just that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I don't have anything to announce. However, with Cthulhu Realms, I will mention that the, um, the app uh, just recently uh, launched on Android. So you can now play Cthulhu Realms uh, on Android against other people, and iOS will be out very soon. Um, as soon as, if I had something I could announce for either of those things, I would announce them. But um, I can well, neither confirm nor deny uh, anything about that. But but like I said, uh, the I, uh, the Android app is amazing uh, for Cthulhu Realms, and uh, if you are lucky enough to be on Android, you can play it right now. But in very shortly, uh, it will be uh, on on iOS devices as well. Well, if you ever want to suggest something in the meeting, I would love to see something for Steamworks. Like, one of what? In our top five for both Mania last year? Really? Well, uh, I will I will definitely, uh, I, will, I will convey uh, your fanaticism for that game. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I, I know it's going to go a long way. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, definitely winding down here. So I want to know, what game are you most looking forward to this year that's not TMG? And that's not Seafall or Scythe. <laughs> well, um, you're not going to get me on Scythe anyway. Uh, I think Scythe. Ooh, will be wait, are you not a Stagmire friend or a Stonemire friend? No, no. I, I think, I think, I think he's amazing, and he's a very nice guy. He's, 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 he's a, he's, he's a super, super decent dude, and um, I have enjoyed a lot of the things that that his company has created. I think Scythe will do amazing. I think people will really, really enjoy it. Um, uh. You know, and I played it. I, I was able to play a prototype at Con of the North uh, this past February, and I enjoyed it a great deal. But you know, I I, I feel like, um, uh, I feel I like is more than what the game is. Yeah, I mean, I no, no, I, I think it'll do great, and I think there will be a lot of people that absolutely love it. I just don't think it's a game for me. Uh, I want my four X games actually have all four X. Okay, uh, okay. And you know, yeah. and 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 not one X and a half, I guess. Nice. Um, you know, so uh, that's and that's just my personal feeling. I and that and that doesn't mean it's not a good game. I just, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, I went in and 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 to be completely honest, it might be a Dice City thing where it's like I went into a thing. Okay, I'm gonna play a four X game, and then I was like, eh, this really doesn't feel like a four X game. You know, so maybe it's something where my expectations have to be different to when I go and sit down. And so theoretically, um, you know, it, 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 you know, I, I will play it again. I, I want to play it again and, and try it out. Now, to, you, your comment about Seafall, I've actually played Seafall. Uh, I was oh, lucky okay. enough I was lucky enough to uh, be able to play uh, that with um, uh, Rob Davio at uh, at, <laughs> at, at, at PGDCon uh, uh, last year. And uh, I had a great deal of fun. I can't say anything about it. I can't discuss anything about it. I, it was basically, I could. I could tell you all about like basically the first you know, I don't know, Round. The first four, the first four hours uh, of the game, but it would give away so much that I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. So, 
Um, but it is amazing. And uh, if you haven't pre-ordered it through uh, uh, Plat Hat, why haven't you? Uh, you know, the only reason the only reason I could see not pre-ordering it is if you don't care about the metal coins uh, that you get for free, and you're going to Gen Con and you plan on picking it up there and don't care about the metal coins because <laughs> you'll you'll probably you'll be able to have the game earlier if you go to Gen Con and buy it there than if you do to pre-order it. So you're in a situation where what's more important to you? You know, it's just like, but um, it's it's amazing, and uh, he's done a very, very good job with that. Um, also, I should mention uh, in, in other other uh, uh, other games, uh, like his other creation that he's doing um, with, oh, God, Artana, uh, yeah. the, the, the Civilization uh, legacy game that, that he's creating there with, uh, uh, with Dirk, uh, that is also, I got to play that at BGGCon as well, and that is... Uh, Amazing as well. So um, the guy who did Tesla versus Edison, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, and uh, that one is amazing. As you know, I was only able to play um, the first installment of that one. Um, but it's like you start off and um, you are you. How do I even explain this? You and and the other people at your table. You are um, like running a tribe, like like a Stone Age tribe. And like trying to survive and 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 move forward, and then um and you're all it's kind of like a co-op, uh and this is I don't want to give too much away, but then after you get done with that first stage of like the Stone Age era, and and mark my words, it could change, you know, because the fact that like I know it's still in development and things could alter, but the way it, way it was is that the game switched with the second installment. You went from being a co-op and trying to keep your tribe alive to each one of you being um, in charge of your own, like, basically village in the Bronze Age, and now it was a competitive game. And the things okay, and the choices... That sounds like Legacy done so cool. Yeah. Empires was, like, one of my favorite games. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's like, depending upon how well you did and what you did in that era or whatever, you transcend and you go to this other spot, and now you're, like, you're kind of moving forward and what have you. So, uh, you know, it's... it's um. It's it's you know I was very very impressed uh, with both of those. Um, if I had to like uh, say a non TMG game that I'm excited to see, uh, I am excited to see uh, the final uh, workup of Defenders of the Last Stand. Uh, that's from um, uh, that's from uh, I can't my I can't I can't remember remember names. That's that from Richard. That's Richard Lanius, yeah. uh, and it's from uh, Eighth Summit Games, uh, uh, Jason Alexander's company, um, and that is uh, a like a Mad Max world, uh, 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 like, like I, 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 it's like it's it's it was uh in, like it was inspired, uh, um, by Defenders of the Realm, uh, a game that that Richelanius did for um, uh, for uh, Eagle. Uh, or yeah, Eagle Games, uh, or Eagle Griffin, or whatever it is called, um, that that he did, which a lot of people know about. Um, but it's another co-op where, but it's a Mad Max world, and and it's got uh, storytelling elements to it, kind of like above and below kind of thing. Um, not a big giant book that you read through or anything like that, but definitely like a very immersive, uh, uh, you know, a, a co-op game. There, um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name right now. Give me a moment. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, <laughs> um, 
Dang it. Come back to that. Put a pin in it. I'll, I'll, I'll remember it in a second here. Okay, uh, so uh, the last question that I have, and, and then Rico and Alfie, you guys are more than obviously welcome to keep going, is you have mentioned over and over again that if we happen to meet X person, that they're amazing and gentle and kind. Now, <laughs> if we get the chance, and we were hoping to go to Origins, but it's probably not going to happen this year, when we go to a convention, we're going to contact you, and we just need you to introduce us to these people. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, one of the coolest things about... Um, about this whole, you know, being in this world, and 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 uh, you know, when I, the first time I ever went to Gen Con, I had never gone to Gen Con in my in my life, and um, and I hadn't uh, like really experienced it, and uh, I went there, and I was inundated, and this is gonna sound cocky, and, and it is, I guess, in a little way, but I mean, um, I was very inundated by um, people that, like, random people that came up to me and and just said, hey, you know, thanks so much for your videos, and shook my hand or wanted me to take a picture with me and all this stuff, and 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 you get enough people uh, coming up to you and, and saying that and saying that and saying that, and it's just like eventually you're like, oh, well, look at me, I'm kind of a big shot, you know, and, uh, and so, and I'll fully admit that when I came home, I kind of had a, like, a little bit of an ego and a little bit of a chip in my shoulder and yeah a little swagger you know uh, a good good word and um, and the thing is is that uh, my wife was kind enough to knock me on my ass and say okay mr. <laughs> uh, swagger let's go take the garbage out and uh, <laughs> you know, so so I mean it definitely didn't alter um, you know so uh, one of the really cool things is that uh, um, you don't you don't meet uh, you don't meet jerks really in this world. I mean, I have, I have met. Um, I'm not going to mention names or anything like that. But in my entire career of doing this, I have met really two people that really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, just like, and I and I know for a fact probably somebody has you know. You can click the and then you can tell us. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I know for a fact there's people that have probably uh, ripped me apart behind my back and that's fine you know whatever you know if you're not gonna if you're not gonna uh, uh, go to the trouble of saying it to my face then what do I care you know uh, and and you know it's um, you know it's one of those things where uh, uh, you're you never can um, uh, you, you can't you can't make everybody happy you know yeah. uh, my grandpa always used to say the surest way to fail is, is to try to please everyone because you can't, and um, and so and I know for a fact I probably rub rub people the wrong way, you know, and uh, and and you know, and that's too bad, and because I, I, I try to live my life as, as simply as possible, I try to do the right thing, and and uh, but you know, you just you we're human and we fail, and 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 you, the best thing you can do is make apologies and pick yourself up and mm-hmm. and, and 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 address it. But like I said, I've I've met maybe two people that that, that kind of rub me the wrong way, and 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 in all honesty, um. Uh, my grandfather also used to say, uh, I tend to believe um, that people get what's coming to them. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, it's like um, if, if uh, 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 my grandfather was an amazing guy. Uh, he, he, uh, he was like my, my first like real adult buddy, you know, that, that, I, that I hung out with, you know, and, uh, and, um, and he, he was very, very wise. And, and like he said, but just, it's like if somebody, he always used to say, if, if somebody's a jerk, and he didn't use jerk, he used a more colorful language, right. uh, but um, if somebody's a jerk to you, they're probably jerks to other people as well. And eventually, 
um, people just aren't going to have anything to do with people that are jerks. You know, and it's just and 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 they're gonna just they're gonna be you know on their own. You know, and mm-hmm. and so um, you know and. I'll, I'll say this, and uh, I'm not gonna like I said, but um, the people that I've I've dealt with uh, that 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 were jerks um, were definitely jerks to other people as well, and it, it came back to bite them. And I don't I don't say that uh, in any kind of a uh, like a like a prideful kind of thing. It kind of sinks, you know. It's because like I tend to think of that as like it's a failure on my end, you know. Like um, my father. And I apologize for the philosophy here, but uh, my father, uh, I, I love my dad, and he's an awesome guy, and, and he's like, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with him, and and um, uh, now that he's retired and he kind of does his own thing, uh, he has really uh, gotten into um, uh, Native American uh, beliefs and, and culture, and uh, and he's really researched a lot of it. And he said one of the really fascinating things he says about the Navajo people. Are that um, and I might be misremembering it, so I apologize. But one of the things he said is that um, if if somebody wrongs them, their belief was that they 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 did something to make that person want to do that to them. So they think it's a failure on their end that they made the mistake that they you know caused that person to to dislike them or hurt them or whatever. And um, and so, you know, taking that mentality, here I am, I'm, I'm dealing with the person, and, and this person, these people may have not been super kind or may not have been, you know, like they were just kind of abrasive or whatever. And and because maybe I was dismissive to them and, and because I was like, well, whatever, I'm not going to spend any time talking to you because you're kind of a tool or whatever. Um, what if I had instead said, hey, what's your deal? You know, what's your problem? Why are you being like this? You know, am I just misunderstanding you? Am I... Am I? Am I? Why are we getting off on a wrong foot here? Why are we not uh, having a good time? And if I had done that, maybe I could have opened their eyes a little bit to what they were, and then, you know, and then and then they could have gone down a different path, and eventually not have had the whatever that happened to them happen to them. And so it's like it's one of those things where. I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm I'm 44 years old, and uh, you know I've got I've got a wife and I've got two kids and and uh, and I've gotten to the point in my life where um, you know, you start you start looking back and you start looking at all the decisions you've made to get to this point in your life and you and you kind of you kind of like sit there and it's just like you, you kind of want to have that 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 push to like make sure you're making the right choice, you know, because like, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're in your twenties, you're like, I'm gonna live forever, you know? And then when you're in your thirties, you're like, I'm still kind of finding myself, but now I'm in my forties. And it's just like, and it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I've, I've, I've met that, I'm at that halfway point, you know I mean? Like here, you know, I've, I've, I've lived half my life and it's kind of like time to put away the, the anger and to put away um, the, the, the silly, jealousies and the silly problems. I mean, I remember being so mad that Tom Vassell got so many more views than me, you know, and like, you know, it's like, <laughs> why don't why don't more people thumb up my videos and things like that? And it's just like, and it's just, and, and I, you know, and one of the things about is that um, uh, like, I was part of a a, a uh, a, 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 like, I was at a convention. I won't mention the convention or anybody else who was at the convention or anything else. I don't want to give anything away, but I was, I was at a panel. I've been asked me on many, many panels. And I really enjoy it because it allows me to connect with people and answer questions. And I was on this panel, and I was on this panel with uh, these other people that were board game media people, and all of them were relatively new. They've been doing it for about a year, maybe two years, or less. 
and all of them were just talking about, oh yeah, I, I want to do this and I want to make money. You know, I want, I want, I, I figured I, could, I could maybe I could do this and I could monetize it, or I could do this and this could be my job and all these things. And I was lucky enough in the situation to be asked, like there was the introduction of what they did, and I kind of just said, I've been doing this for, you know, more longer than all of you combined. Yeah, you know, I didn't say that, but I mean that was like, yeah. and uh, and I and I I said I do I do this because it's fun. And and I kind of turned. I looked, and if any of you, and I said, I, and I said, I, I'm not saying this to be mean to any of you, but I said, there's two guys that 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 do this for a living. I said, it's Rodney and Tom. And he, and and I and think of think of that for a second. That, that's a that that's two guys out of how many people are doing board game media now? What thousand, five hundred, whatever? Who knows? But it's a very very small percentage. And I said, if you're doing this to make money, you should probably quit. <laughs> you know, and I, and I and I didn't say that to be mean. I just said it's like you 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 know I'm and then to tie that in, you know, I'm very very fortunate in the fact that I am now able to work in this gaming world. I mean, and but I realize that I am I am very blessed to be where I am, and I'm very blessed at this opportunity. But you know, it's you know, it's it's a tough thing. You know, and it's just and. And the thing is, is that I think that as this 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 board game world expands and more markets open up, like the Japan market and everything like that, really, I mean, every second, well, when is this? When is this? People have mentioned like a board game bubble. Like, when is it going to burst? You know, when is it? When is like? When are people not going to be interested? Well, I mean, as long as people keep making games that are fun and people keep making games that are interesting and people keep making games that are exciting and people are that want to play. I mean, we are still a niche within a niche within a niche within a niche. I mean, it's like we are designer board game fans. So like, you know, okay, so so you, so you think of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so you, and you're even a further niche. You you have a podcast about you know, so you're you're you have a podcast about designer board games. So you you are so like there's 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 gaming, and then there's like board gaming, and then there's designer board games. And now you're a podcast about designer <laughs> board games. So it's like it's like as you sm- as you as you as you make this pool smaller and smaller. It's like you 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 have less and less people in there, and so you know it's. We we have so much room to expand. I mean, it's like it's like designer board games. Like, you know, Monopoly prints how many millions of copies and all the iterations of Monopoly every year. How many millions? And if you sell two thousand copies of a, of, a, of a designer board game, that's considered a success. You know, if if you went to Parker Brothers and said, if you, you know, it's like, do you think you can sell two thousand copies of this? They'd say two thousand. Try two million. You know, I mean, they they would they would they would they would laugh. You know, it's like that's that's not what they're looking for, but. Think about that for a second. I mean, it's like if TMG can sell five thousand copies of a game, they consider that a great game. You know, I mean, that it it is it is something because the the audience is relatively small, and you're just looking for a small percentage of that audience. Now, obviously, we want to sell more than five thousand, but a lot of people will say that you know five thousand that that's a great goal. I mean, and then that's one of those things where it's like you have a success, and it's just like and. And, you know, and like if you have games like you know, say Sheriff of Nottingham, which are like on their fourth or fifth printing, and they've they've sold like 120,000 copies. That's a phenomenal success. But that's one game out of how many games that were created, yeah. you know, two years ago. 
So it's it's such a weird world, and I don't see a board game bubble. I don't see it, you know, imploding or popping. I mean, maybe that's just wishful thinking because I, I want to have a job still. But I mean, well, it's. I think there's there, there's no. Uh, I have no faith. Oh, sorry, no. I have no lack of faith in brilliant people designing board games. But more than that, to to tie into your your story. There's the, the community that we play with is the reason why the bubble isn't going to burst. Because in your decades of, of doing this and going to conventions all over the world, you, you're struggling to find more than two people that two people that, that you think, hey, I could have been better to this person to have turned that bad experience into a positive <laughs> one. Like, really? So yeah. the, the, the people are going to design great board games. But behind that, the reason that makes those people want to do that is because there's a fantastic community that that inspires us all to play and to to share what we love with them. So yeah, I agree, and that's very well spoken, and and, very, and that's a great point. Um, and I gotta say the the plunger and the iron in the background there in your your closet are awesome. <laughs> 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 he moves it up. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so unless you guys have anything else, I gotta say, like in the beginning, I, I said, hey, maybe we could get some of the greatness that, that you kind of give to to board game media. In that five minute speech on philosophy of board gaming, I think is a perfect way to end this. I well, I can t- I'll tell you my game. I'm looking forward to. It. Oh, you got it. You got it. Okay, perfect. perfect. It was, it's it's Seven Continent. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, because Seven Continent looks ab. Absolutely amazing, and I had a very, very small. I did a video for it. I had a very, very. I had like basically the intro adventure of Seven Continent, and um, the designers behind that are brilliant. I, I just and I and I say that with no compunction whatsoever. I think Seven Continent is going to, you know, it, it's it's a legacy game of its own kind and its own creation, and and um, with. Seventh Continent coming. Um, also, Folklore: The Affliction was another amazing game. Um, you know that 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 did really well on Kickstarter uh, and Seafall and I mean, I, this this whole legacy thing that people are doing. It's pretty cool. I'm not a huge fan of Pandemic, so yes, I'm one of the few people that are like. No. Okay. So uh, the one me and Alfie absolutely. What you rented twenty three out of twenty five games that we played last year? No, it was it was we played like forty games last year. It was in the high thirties. Oh, okay, good deal. But you know, we 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 can understand what that what that's done for gaming. Just in the like like you said it, uh, games now describe themselves as having a legacy aspect to them. That's a that's gonna be a common thing for probably the next couple of years, I assume. Of, of lots of games want to try to mimic that because of the success of Pandemic Legacy, and so that's I think that's really cool. I do too. I, I think I think that legacy games are 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 amazing. I mean, look at um uh not the, I mean Eighth Summit. I mean, and admittedly, I'm 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 really good friends with Jason, uh, the 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 guy who runs Eighth Summit, but. Um, he's got that Mythos Tales that's coming up. That's basically Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, but Arkham Horror. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, we did. We, we've done those. Those are great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that game, that's basically going to be just a really, really cool book with all these different different uh, cases inside. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. It's just, um, you know, and I like I like this legacy idea that they're going with. Um, time Stories was a game that had legacy. Mm-hmm. That see, I, love, see, I love Time Stories so much more than Pandemic Legacy. 
I would agree with you. Uh, I can get my I can get my wife to play Time Stories uh, with me. I can't get her to play uh, Pandemic Legacy because um, too much. You know, she's like I don't know. I think she likes the aspect of it. Um, I haven't gotten the most recent one that 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 Pharaoh one or that Egyptian one that just came out. No, yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't picked that one up yet. But I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And my wife and I can, if we can somehow get the kids to not need us for four or five hours and we can burn through that and, and, and find the, the secrets and whatever. We'll look forward to that. So good good luck with that. I struggle with that every game, right? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I mean that's that's a good problem to have, I guess, with the uh with For sure. Yeah. Uh, totally. usually it just takes a game of Doctor Eureka or flick him up and then he's good for the for the night. Oh, Doctor Eureka! How good is that game? Dude, I love that game. No, do you? No, I gotta ask you. Do you let them take the the marbles out and move them around? Do you make them use the? No, no, he's got to use. He's got to use the tubes. Okay, yeah. See, it's like when my daughter, who's eight, she can do the tubes for old. My son, who's four, it's like clatter, clatter. And they're yeah, all I'm it, yeah. So my son's seven. He can do the tubes. He's old enough to do that, and he's yeah. won a couple times. So it's funny. Uh, the one of the other guys who plays with us is is just a mountain of a man. <laughs> and he's got like the biggest hands in the world, so he struggles with it so much. <laughs> it, it it's tough. If, I mean, I can palm a basketball, so I agree. You know, like, um, <laughs> like the old like we. I actually own a copy of the old school Gulo Gulo, which is like the. Then there's now like the, I think it's like they made it remade it to like Pharaoh or everything like that. It's the game of digging through the bowl to oh, okay. pick out the little egg. The, the, the right colored egg, and the game is designed for little kids with their little <laughs> tiny hands. Whereas, like I am, I am Andre the Giant. Ah, must grab egg out of out of cup. Game difficult. Can't do. You know, just yeah. So I mean, that that's uh, that's one of my that's one of, that's a staple uh, for for the the family at, at the at the uh, at the gaming table for us. So um, I I I I'm looking forward to the day. Um, that my daughter can play, you know, some, she's eight, she can play some of the stuff, but I'm really looking forward to the day where, like, I can sit her down and play a game of, like, Eldritch Horror with her. And then, oh, yeah, that would be great. I, I played, I played Vi with my son. I'm trying to play that, it's kind of this weird, like, it's got gorgeous art, and you kind of build these kingdoms. Um, he's actually really good at Run, Fight, or Die. Nice. That, that's a... That's a great game from Eighth Summit as well. Yeah, that's oh okay cool. It's about the most complicated he can do. He can do quantum if there's no powers. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I, he knows how to move. He knows how to move the dice and how to attack, but he can't grasp like oh like now you can switch the dice and now you can do this. He can't get that far. Now, do you have the quantum with the weird sweaty dice? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, did, you see, like I remember when they you could get them, get those dice replaced, but I I kept my weird sweaty dice. No, I, no, I just, they're, they're sticky to all hell. I want to know what they made with. How do they make those? They make them all weird and, and yeah, yeah. I've never heard that as a problem. I've washed them so many times. I mean, you actually put them in the dishwasher and just they're so sticky still, but I love them. No, no, I agree. I agree uh, 100% on that. I think it's, uh, I think it, it's one of the things. And Quantum was a. I, I can't believe Quantum didn't uh, go over more. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I think it was because I think I think people didn't like it because it was so abstract, you know, for a space game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I, but I mean, I, I, uh, I really I, Quantum was that weird game that you'd be playing it and then. Um, like all of a sudden, somebody would like, uh, like like 
bam, they'd win. They're like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and I just won. You're like, wait, what? You know, you're just like, how did that even happen? You know, because you get so worried about messing with the guy next to you that, like, the guy snuck in behind you to, to, to take the victory. So, mm. uh, no, no, we loved it. Uh, our, our 45 minute game of Quantum, the last time we played, turned out to be three hours. But, yeah, no, I agree. It can, it can, it can, that game can be very brutal. Uh, but, yeah, totally. All right. Rigo, do you have anything else? I, yeah, but I feel like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going Go for it. it. So, well, you have the chance. All of the TMG games that we talked about tonight, I, I kind of wrote them down as we talked about them. Um, Jiraku, Cthulhu Realms, Orleans, Guilds of London, Scoville. You, you, you kind of also laid out the TMG principles. The game has to be amazing. It also has to sell. But other than those two things, I, I struggle to find what, what is tying these games together. So I want to know, like, give me, give me just something. What, what's, what's the, what's the pizzazz word? You know, the elevator <laughs> pitch of what makes a TMG game. Well, I would, I, if you asked uh, Michael that question, um, he would just say awesomeness. That would, that would, that would be what he'd say. Um, but, but you have to bring him games, so <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, it's part of your role. So, so when you're playing these Euro games, because TMG does make a decent amount of Euro games, so what? What are you looking for to bring him Michael again? I you know, I mean, obviously like you know, you want something that you, you think people are going to uh, look at and they're going to be excited about and they're they're it, something's gonna draw them in. I mean with Cthulhu Realms, which I, I I love and I and I've played it on the app now a few times and, and, and I'm enjoying that a great deal. Um, like it's 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 weird that um, in my in my opinion, I, I uh, Michael has a very good idea of seeing into the future, and like you know, because Cthulhu Realms is kind of you know based on on the Star Realms world, and of course Star Realms is huge, and people have played tons of it and, and what have you, and and Cthulhu Realms we it has sold very well for for uh, for TMG, and and we see great things in the future. Um, the he Michael sees it. In in like a he sees things in a different way he he kind of can see like like when he saw Yokohama like he and I were playing it and I was thinking wow this game's really fun and he's looking at it and he's like I could see myself doing a Kickstarter that I could get like two thousand backers easily and I could see this and I could replace this with that and he's already working out all the numbers in his head of what he could do with it and what he would be able to do and that's why he's able to learn took to the guy and say you need to tell you know you need to tell the designer that. I want to do this game, you know, and I, I'm going to publish it, you know, and it's just like, and, and so I don't want to speak for Michael because like I said, I, his mind works on a, on a, on a different level uh, than mine, you know, just basically because he's got a number a head for numbers and business and whatever. And, um, but uh, it's tying them together. I mean, I, I just, I think you, my opinion, it is, it is, they, they, they go with um, games that are engaging uh, that 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 draw people not not only like when they're playing it like drawing people to play the game as they're playing it but also like when people walk by the game and they say what is that you know and they and they they want to stop and take a look you know they go for games that I mean like you look at Yokohama and I did a, if you want to check out my video I I showed how to play it and everything like that you look at Yokohama and like it just it like it attacks you with information. Like, you just see, oh, my gosh, look at all these tiles. Oh, my gosh, look at all these cards. Look at all these things that are going on all over the place. Look at all those cubes. Look at it, and you see it. And then, like, but as you actually, like, take a look at it and you learn how to play it, you realize that it is actually a very, very, like, simple rule set, but 
surprising depth, and which um, is something that I really like about games. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a, the games are. You know, he doesn't... I don't think... I, once again, I don't want to speak for him, but, I mean, I always get the impression that, like, we never want a game that has, like, uh, a roadblock to the fun. Yeah, and and, and Scott Nicholson once said uh, he likes games that don't take a long time to get to the fun. And I personally believe that uh, Michael has the same mentality. You know, I, you know, you don't want... I don't, I don't want to play a game for a half an hour before I figure out the mechanism that makes this game tick, that makes it makes it interesting. I want to know on the very first turn what I'm doing is interesting and what I'm doing is fun. You know, it's like... It's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to... I don't want to wait until the game is done and say, you know, that wasn't that bad. I, I, I want to have that smile on my face as I'm playing the game and I realize that everything's kind of clicking, everything's kind of pushed together and, you know, the rules have kind of fallen away in a way, you know, like, like you know how the game is played and you can actually focus on like the points, the, the strategy, the, the, the synergy, the, the things that are like prompting you to be there in the first place. And I think that in my opinion, you know, I mean, obviously like, you know, from the very beginnings of TMG, they had some stumbling blocks and things that they kind of got through, but now he's refined that process and he has these games now that like just are like just I don't know, concentrated fun in a box. And they, I know that sounds like a buzzword, and I know that sounds kind of no, like... I heard what you said about, from turn one, just enjoying the mechanics and, and just having fun, from, having fun from that start. I think about the first time we played Steamworks, and right away we were like, this is amazing. Just yeah. building, those, building those, those machines, or even Cthulhu Realms. Uh, we, we played it at four, and it's just mayhem and awesomeness. Yeah, exactly. See, then that's it. Like I said, Michael would say... Awesomeness. That that's that's what a TMG game is. Even, even Flip City. After we did Flip City, we, when we we rarely play games two weeks in a row, you were like, "Let's play this next week." Oh, that's good. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, look at look at. Look, I mean, not, but look at Harbor. I mean, um, Harbor. Like, so okay, so quick story about Harbor. Uh, Rico here is literally unable to buy Harbor. I think he finally got a copy, but he tried to purchase it multiple times. He purchased it from Amazon, and they sent him an email saying. We can't ship this to you. They they canceled my order for Harbor. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> and, and every week I would I would go over to Benz's for game night, and he would either just be finishing the game or be like half just started it with someone else. So I kind of like walked in at the tail end or in the middle of Harbor. So I was like, all right, I've got to order my own copy. Like I I played it with his wife before I played it with him. Ah. So ordered it, and then Amazon sent me an email, and they said, actually, you, you can't own this game. It's not for you. Uh, so <laughs> I don't understand that, because, like, they I'm just... Why? why? They, they, they didn't have any more copies, or they just... Yeah, it was... I think it was, like, a warehouse error, but uh, I'm, you know, spinning it into this this great reason why I, I you know, it's not meant to be, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, somebody's... But, I mean, like, but Harbor is a game that... Uh, it's like that little tiny box, but there is a there's a giant game oh, in that absolutely. box. Absolutely. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's uh, um, you know, I mean, I I knew the I mean the the game for me in in my opinion that that uh, um that kind of blew it up for me um uh for for TMG was was Belfort. I mean, I really like I really liked Homesteaders. I I and Homesteaders remains one of my absolute favorite uh auction games. Um but Belfort was that that first game that like 
it was you know you can't play with five. I, I think five is 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 like um, <laughs> five five is a little bit too long between turns. But uh, I remember uh, Belfort was the one where I was like, you know, this is this is pretty amazing. This is pretty awesome. Nice. And I uh, just got Belfort. I just finished putting the stickers on it, which was very fun. You guys like stickers. <laughs> yeah, we we do enjoy the stickers, and because we know people like putting stickers on stuff. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, of course it is. It's, you know, putting stickers on things is is a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's uh it's I I'm I'm very pleased uh to be. And the thing is, is that in a weird way, um, and you might not realize this, but you can kind of look, um. TMG is kind of doing some cool theming with games too, and I think you'll see more of that in the future. Where like you know the 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 world of Harbor and our upcoming coming game Thieves Market, they're kind of in the same world. Like the art's the same, you know. It's just like art. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the same, you know, fantasy world, fantasy art, you know, and just kind of like you know. So, um, you know, and that seems to be something that that the board game industry is looking at too, like theming of games. You know, like putting them in the same world. You know, I mean, I I know that we've you know you know talked about like uh, expanding on that. You know, and it's just it's just a way to like help with that immersion, help with that recognition of the theme. And uh, and recognizing the the company as well, you know, and and people, yeah, will definitely get excited about continuing it, or then saying, hey, I'm gonna hop in and get the old ones, and yeah, exactly, and it's just and 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 Michael is a big believer in in transparency with 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 his customers, but also just being, um, uh, Daniel, uh, a, a gentleman that works for the company, he's kind of he's kind of uh, Michael's right hand man. He was talking to me about something, and he's like. And he said, um, I know for a fact that like some people that email us and say, hey, you know, can I get this, that, and the other thing from you are, are just trying to get something from me for nothing. You know, like they're just trying to, to hit me up for a, a free game or whatever. He said, but I would rather, I would rather send out, I would rather, I would rather like give that, that uh, give one scammer or give somebody who's trying to, trying to pull, pull the wool over my eyes. I'd rather do that a uh, hundred times uh, than, than deny somebody who honestly needs my help or honestly wants something from us uh, and deny them for that reason. And, um, and it's just like the, the, the company of TMG is of the, of the thing is like, you know, without um, the people playing our games and enjoying those games and believing that TMG um, is going to make games that they are going to be worth the money that they spend on them and that they are, are going to, in, you know, engender that, uh, positive response that 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 fun response from playing them, um, you know, we won't be in existence, and that's what we want to do. We want to have that really really good uh, uh, connection uh, with our audience. So, and and that's kind of one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I mean, in a way, it's very imposing. But I mean, that's Michael has that's that's one of the reasons he he hired me was you know I have an existing audience. I I you know I'm not trying to. I'm not going to break my arm patting myself on the back here, but you know, I've 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 built a rapport where I believe uh, with the people that watch my videos, and and um, I I believe uh, in you know being honest uh, about what I think and 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 being straightforward and and uh, you know and, and shooting from the hip, if you will. Uh, one of the <laughs> nicest things uh, one of my old bosses said um, that I butted heads with a lot. Uh, on on policies and things like that with uh, at my company that I worked at, um, uh, she once said, 
in, in, in an annual review, she said, uh, you're a lot of things, uh, but you're not a liar. And I appreciate that about you a great deal. And uh, and it's like, you know, it was a very, very good compliment from somebody who didn't really like me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was like, and so, and it's one of the things too where it's like, there would be no way I'd work for a company that I didn't feel um, would ever... Uh, uh, would, it would ever trade in a little bit of, of their integrity uh, for a few more dollars in the bottom line. And, uh, and, and I know that, of course, you know, it's like I, corporate speak and whatever, um, you know, it's, it's very easy to say that. And people are going to say, well, of course you'd say that. You're not going to say, oh, yeah, we're a bunch of crooks. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, okay, fine. But, um, you know, like I said, I could very easily be sitting in my cube still handling my inbox, uh, doing my thing. And uh, and and you know just and churning those those reports out and getting those things fixed and and making my paycheck, and I could do that you know until I retired you know and and and, and do my thing. But um, in one of the many discussions uh, with my wife about whether or not I was going to take this job, and it wasn't an easy decision. It was something I had to think about a great deal. I, I just looked at her and I said, and this kind of goes with the whole thing of me being 44. I said I really don't want to be 70 years old. And look back at this woman and say, "I really should have taken that job." And uh, you know, uh, come what may, uh, whether this is the the springboard to an amazing career in this hobby that I love, or if it's something where I I, I do it for a while and decide it isn't for me, and I and I go off and do something else, um, I'll be glad that I took this chance, and I'll be glad that I I, I started down this path because um, for the first time in a long time, um, I'm like excited. To work, you know, and it isn't just like I'm going into work a job. I am, I am going to do something that I love, and, and okay, that's cool. I'm gonna stop you right there because it's beautiful, <laughs> and, I, and I think we can come back to a great emotional crescendo. And honestly, that's such a that's such a just sublime moment to hear that kind of. You had a successful career, and you did this. So I wanna I wanna kind of stop it there and just leave our listeners with that. Um, more than anything, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. I know you didn't want us kind of to kind of go over how much we compliment you, but the stories that you told were just just so inspiring to kind of what we do and how we feel about the community. This idea that that you you mentioned you're, you're doing this because you you love the hobby. You know, you you want to have fun. You the money, whatever. Like in no way do we expect to get a dollar out of this. But if we can play games. See our friends and, and and maybe give some of that joy to our listeners. Hey, like that's we've done something amazing and we've given something back, and that's exactly why we do this. That's exactly why we play every Thursday. That's why I, I played Madeira with Rico over Skype, which is the worst game to play over Skype. But <laughs> oh my gosh, Madeira! And I love Madeira, but Madeira, man, that is such a oh my gosh, it that was our that, first time that is. Too. That That's is the first time playing. But is that, so, but is, so after after 16 hours, did you, <laughs> no, did you finally call a draw, or what did you do? Uh, he won. You, you talk about some stories that you have, and it's like those moments. Uh, I'll tell you a really quick one. One time Rico had a layover. Uh, he lives in Connecticut now. He had a layover in Phoenix. So all of the game group went to the airport. I plopped down stockpile in the middle of the table, this table in the airport, and we played stockpile in the middle of Phoenix Airport. Fantastic game. Stockpile is amazing. I love it. Uh, and then, of course, we played a couple games of school. Like, it's, 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 it's those moments that, that we live for. And 
I just want to thank you for sharing your passion, and you know, we're going to continue to do what we do um, even more so now, like to hear like, kind of your inspiring words. No, that's awesome. Good, man. Good. I'm, I, you know, and like I said, it's just, and anybody who's listening to this who thinks that, like, you know, hey, I want to do a podcast, or hey, I want to do reviews, or whatever, um, just do it. I mean, it's like, you can, you, you, I mean, if you have a computer, you most likely have Windows Movie Maker on there. You can make, you can make a video overview using that. Just, you know, you have a phone. You, you can take a video. You know, I mean, um, you know, and it's, it's a voice that's out there. If you, if you want to do a podcast, you can go buy a headset or a microphone for 30 bucks and you can, you can, there's tons of like free software that you can use to, to, uh, use Audacity. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, your options. Is nasty, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's so much out there that, that that you have, and so I mean, and for to you guys, you know, keep doing what you're doing, keep plugging away, and it's like, um, you know, and you know, and I'm not, and, and you know what? If the time comes where you can turn around and you can take what you do and you can go and to uh. Uh, and 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 you can monetize it in some way, you know. Even you know, and, and just in any way, you know, like uh, in some way, do it. I mean, it's like it's a lot of work, and yeah, it's great. It's great that you'd say, yeah, I do this because I love it. But I mean, it's still a lot of work, and it's still a lot of time. And I mean, and if you have wives and children, I mean, it's like, yes, it's a hobby, but it can sometimes, you know. Uh, absorb a lot of the extra time that you have, and Absolutely. and and then and then you know, and if you have like say, well, you know, at least hey, I I, I made two hundred dollars this month doing it, which isn't a ton of money, but if you can say, hey, here's two hundred bucks, and you can take your wife and your kids out to a movie and dinner, and and because of the extra time you put in, do it. I mean, because one of the things that I've told anybody that will really listen to me is that, uh. You're if you if you're if you're making content if you're making if you're writing a review if you're making a video if you're making a podcast, that's your time and and your time has a a, a monetary amount to it. I mean it, it is it is your time. You you only get however thousands of hours you get to be alive. You know and you're taking that time and you're using it to do this. And and for the most part you are talking about games. You're talking about games and you're telling other people about games and you are trying to express to these people you should buy this game. And you are doing that and you are giving a service. You are trying to get people excited about those games and you are in effect helping other people you know go about their journey about publishing games and making money and making a career and that's great I mean that's great that we have this community but the thing is there's nothing wrong there's absolutely nothing wrong with anybody actually trying to like make money for the time that they put into something and I have told uh, many many people uh, that it's just like you not feel bad about trying to make money on the side from doing what you do. I I do Kickstarter previews on a paid basis. I mean, I, I just, I say, you know, it's like I'm going to devote, you know, 24 hours of, of my life playing this game, making a video, doing a thing. That, that money's worth a mo- X amount for me. Now, that money goes immediately into my kid's college fund, but it's still, it's that money. It's like, it's like, it's, it's worth that to me. And, you know, and then one of the things about when I do those things is that I say, if I don't like your game, I'm not going to bury it. I'm going to give you back your money. I'm going to send the game back to you. And then maybe you can find somebody else that'll like the game that will do the video for you. And it's just because I, I I would never, I would never, ever, ever do a Kickstarter video and say, this game's awesome, that I didn't believe. You know, and because, you know, it's the whole integrity thing. And 
uh, you know, you know, I, I, I wish more than two people, and not just for me, but for everybody. I wish more than two people could could uh, uh, have a career that does this. And technically, you know, Richard Hamrado, he does too. I mean, he's retired. Um, but he does the board game thing, and he does a Kickstarter every year, and which I think is amazing. I back it every year. Um, I, you know, I, I think you know he deserves it, and and like he does a great work, and he, he's a great ambassador for the hobby. And um, I think that uh, you know, I, I, I wish I wish there was twenty guys and women. I shouldn't say guys. I wish there were twenty people. I wish there were twenty people that could do. It. I wish there was a hundred people. That could that could make a career out of out of being board game media and talking about this because that would just mean that this particular hobby that we do would be as big as video games. It would be as big as movies. It would be as big as TV, because I really do do see this world just getting bigger and better. And the more people and the more talent and the more influx of of whatever. Yes, there's going to be bad things. The more people you get into things, there's going to be, you know. Uh, not as great, you know. I mean, like, I mean, if you have if you have a hundred thousand people, what are the chances that one person is going to be a jerk? You know, it's going to be better, you know, than if you have a hundred people, you know. But the the I, I definitely do. I'm of the of the belief is that the vast majority of us just, you know, we want to kind of fight our way through our life and 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 do what's best for our friends and our family, and and for the most part, just really not ruffle any feathers and just kind of go about our life and have a, have a good life. And I think that's the, that's most people. And, um, and it's just, it's one of those things where I say more is better, you know, more, more games, you know, it's just like more games, more board game media, more players expand this hobby, make it as big as it possibly can be. And then, and then go another mile from that as well. So Awesome, man. Again, thank you, thank you so much for the time, dude. This is this is great. Um, thank you. The Kills of London and Downfall. I'm gonna get in contact with you. I look forward to speaking with you and kind of continuing this. this yeah, awesome. absolutely. Um, you know, and thank you very much for having me on. I I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh, and asking me to be a part of this. I, I I love talking about games. I love talking about life. And uh, and if you guys ever want to be on the uh, Wednesday night uh, show, you just let me know. I'll shoot you an invite. Sweet. I will actually. I'll email about you. Uh, email you about that. That sounds super cool. We can figure out if that can ever work for us. That'd be cool. Thank oh, you, man. Thanks, Lance. Anytime. Thank you, this is RC, and you're listening to Drop the Down Dice. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.